Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Just um, put in parentheses basic fantasy next oh. to the D and D because I'm not actually playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, because I I'm saw. Not, I'm, just, I'm all over these fucking show notes. Skate, 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 skate. All right, welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks podcast, our weekly news podcast to discuss news from the from the world of geek that interests us for the past week. This is for the week of August thirteenth. 2017. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, all right. So, we, yeah, we have a lot going on this week. Because <laughs> it's technically two weeks wrapped into one. Yeah, sort of, yeah. So, last week was, uh, we yeah i know i had said that we were getting our show ready for it but you know something happened personal issue i felt kind of ill uh and i was in the middle of recording my other podcast with patrick at the time it was it was that time of the month <laughs> but he's not telling you <laughs> and we had we were already through three shows and on the third show partway through i started to get sick and like patrick is like sitting standing um sitting next to me he's looking at me kind of like are you okay and i'm like and of course, you know, I, I pushed through, but I cut the show like really short and then, you know, uh, then it had a handle business and then came back and he was like, you want to push the fourth one? Because we because when Patrick and I do shows, we try to do them once a month, which right. which means we do four episodes they record all fucking day. <laughs> yeah. So it's four episodes, you know, in a row, essentially. So, yeah, we record for like four hours straight, um, not to mention the hour before an hour after when he's here hanging out. So Sunday, those sun, this particular ones, days a month are, are pretty, pretty gnarly. But, uh, but we're, since we recorded them um, almost a month in advance, 
if if an issue like this happens we come back like a week later like we're getting together this wednesday and finishing out that and going to do two extra episodes so then it's like okay cool so it doesn't affect right unlike it does here when you know you miss mm -hmm. out you miss out <laughs> so um so that's kind of what happened last week so apologies for that but um anyways um so i don't know about you guys i know with adam this that I, this i know hello uh, <laughs> is uh we've been hating swift key lately on our phones yeah man and um i don't i don't know adam changed before i did actually yeah i didn't even let you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm not obligated to but right. uh, you know we we usually being good friends we're like bro i'm trying out this new shit um i just downloaded the the google official keyboard the gboard because we both have samsung phones right so we have samsung's keyboard and samsung's Ooh. keyboard is is perfectly fine but it's very basic yeah it's it's so you can type things what were it's you using really... before that because you used swift king then you switched i was using uh like locky or something like that yeah because i remember you told me and i used it for like less than a day and i was like no i'm out <laughs> i was I, I was really intrigued and i still am but they have this really interesting function so i have problems with the space bar i even have problems with the space bar with the, with the gboard um because i'm left-handed so i used my left thumb and usually the space bar is um, not center. It's off a little bit. So the right thumb can get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the it thing gets I it like. Whenever it wants. That's really what right. we're trying to say That's here. Right. <laughs> um, no, it's flecky. Flecky. I think that was the name. Oh, of yeah, the yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah. Um, the thing I dug about it was the middle row of keys. All you had to do was slide over and it would, it would do the space, which worked perfectly fine, but I couldn't get used to it. Like I kept forgetting it was there, and then there was no point, you know. So I I um went back on my search for a keyboard, and I just settled on Gboard, because yes, I still sometimes screw up the keyboard or the <laughs> spacebar, but the um the spell check and the fixing my little grammatical errors when I you know I'm I'm fucking up with uh, typing so much easier, is so much better on this keyboard. Yeah, like it just does it quick, no issues. Um, I like the, uh, I actually use the, um, text to type a lot, oh, right. um, if I'm in the car or whatever. Um, and cause a lot of times I'm holding, like I'm, I'm on my way to the store, I'm coming back or whatever. Holding his dick. Steve, Steve's hit, right. You never know. <laughs> and Steve's hit, hits me up and I want to hit him back. And if, especially if it's something long, I'll just hit the, <laughs> the fucking, yeah, like this dick. Motherfucker. Um, <laughs> No, but uh, so the text to type is really good because it's just press the button and it glows. It doesn't change the whole fucking keyboard <laughs> and, and all this shit. Uh, so, yeah, it's really dope. How, how have you been digging it? I've actually been digging it quite a bit because um, one of the big things for me is that when you're using it, I like using spell check. Um, but uh, it, it's it, I like the fact that if if it um, you know you hit the space bar and it transmits the wrong word, you hit the back button, it automatically switches to what you had before. So it's kind of like okay, right. you, you're getting what I'm trying to do here. Um, I I do like the fact that it just this I I do I was having that a big issue um, going from like to do like LOL that sometimes when I'll do the when I go for the L it hits the back button. 
And right. I, I was having that big of an issue on SwiftKey. I never did before. I don't know what it was or what changed that I kept having that issue. Um, you know, maybe I had an aneurysm and nobody told me. Um, but I was I, I was running into those little issues. But now it seems that I'm having a, a lot easier time to uh, to switch those things. I like the fact that you can, um, you know, the little uh, the you can turn off the little uh, slide um, slide thing. You know, that little swipe option yeah. that they have on there. I like you can turn that off. You don't have to have it on there. I really yes, I never I never use that. Yeah, I, if I ever use it, it's by accidents because I'm not lifting right. my finger up off the board. But I do like the built-in gift feature. Yes, that as it, petty as it is. It, it, <laughs> I mean, it's funny as fuck because Adam and I can usually like, actually it happened earlier today where we were just doing gifts back and forth to one another, right. and um, I was using the one within because you, obviously you can't use it in text, you know. Um, or at least, you know, it's telling me I couldn't use it in text. But, you know, Messenger and anything else, anything that supports GIF sending, it you can just hit that instead of having... One thing that always bothered me with Facebook's version of it is you had to go into it, then it kind of takes you out, and then you got to search it and then go back into it. It's, yeah, it's, it's clunky. Yeah, it, it's just, it doesn't have a real kind of uh, uh, ease of use. And with the one built in, it's just like, boom, you hit that, you just hit the button that says GIF, type it in and boom all of them show up so and also in that particular one you find the best high five gif of dj jazzy jeff and and yeah. um, and will smith doing their little done and done <laughs> high five <laughs> there's no other high five gif that ever needs to be used <laughs> let's make that a thing internet let's just keep let's make that let's make that the thing if, right. if they can if they can make get um videos out of memes for evil we can do that for good that's right if north korea can develop the bomb <laughs> we can get these memes together <laughs> right okay um but yeah overall i mean i i've liked i like it i've liked it a lot i actually did a, a google search for like the the best um uh, best virtual keyboards and this this was up on the list so I was like you know and the write up on it was actually pretty good they're like if you took some of the best features out of everybody else's and put it together to one Google kind of did and uh, right. after using it I kind of agree like they, they have a lot of the yeah. of the good elements from everybody and actually put it into a free actual use useful uh, keyboard yeah I've uh, I just like it because it has some cool features but it's also and it's about the space bar Right. The space file works better. Although, I need to go into it and see if I can remove that fucking smiley face button. So now the new thing is, <laughs> the fucking emoji buttons on the left of the space file, I fucking press it every time. God damn it. Well, that's what it's happens when nerves. you have a hang like a hand like a gorilla. Left-handed, okay? <laughs> oh, you know, it's... Uh, speak, it's speaking of which, natural left-handed day, 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 yeah. That's right. So can I get some love? Did you see that video of all the people getting their hand chopped off today? Oh. Yeah, they were like Game of Thrones and like uh, <laughs> uh, Empire Strikes Back and, you know, all of the people getting their hands cut off. They're like, happy left-handed day. Fuck you. I like being left-handed. Yeah. You guys can all suck a dick. <laughs> yeah, they would, then for, for a change, he uses his right just so it feels different. <laughs> That's right. It's like, a whole, it's like a whole different person giving you a hand job. Um, no, I think the big, I was talking to a buddy of mine today because he he shared uh, he shared a thing. He's left-handed too, 
and and he said something that's completely true. He says, "You know what the worst part about being left-handed is? Is is writing." And I go, "Well, of course." He goes, "No, no, no. Specifically on spiral notebooks." Oh yeah. And I go, "Yeah," because every spiral notebook I ever had, it took about three times a use, and then the spirals were useless right. because I crushed them <laughs> right. by laying my hand on it. Also, when you write left-handed on anything, you have to um, you have to put your hand like a hook mm-hmm. because you're going to be dragging your hand over the ink right and you're going to fuck it up and also a lot of pen because my wife was makes fun of me because i only get certain pens like i won't get there's there's a lot of pens i won't get and she's like oh you're such a you're such a hipster when it comes to pens i said no because pens are designed to be dragged not pushed mm-hmm. i push pens when i write <laughs> so if I get the wrong pen, it's just gonna look like hot fucking garbage, man. <laughs> so like I can't like Bix, I I can't use those. But I can use um the G twos are legit. Give me some G twos, I'm all about it. Best pen I have found so far, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. If you are left-handed and you want a quality pen, get the Shoppy pen. That fucking shit. I get hard when I use that pen. That's how that's how nice to do. Okay. okay. I'm done. Okay. I, I just... <laughs> and this episode is by no way brought to you by <laughs> the Sharpie, Sharpie pens, pens, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> speaking, speaking of uh, ads, EA access. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh shit! It's true. Yeah. EA access. <laughs> the Sharpie pen segment was brought to you by EA access for some fucking reason. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, so setting up, I'm setting up a share account. Uh, this is not in the show notes, but I'll say it anyway. So, I've I've had two Gmail accounts for a long time, and and I had uh, one of them had all. So I record my voice and then send it to Steve. Um, so he puts them together, and it's like we're in the same room. Um, so the fucking, I had that on one account and my other account had other things. I'm like, fuck this. So I consolidated them both. So I have to send a share. So this is the new folder for my show recordings. My brother. (laughs) Bam. All right. All right. All right. All right. So back to the business at hand. Fuck the business at hand. <laughs> uh, is it my turn? Yeah. I gotta reopen the things. I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize, bro. Dungeons and Dragons. So I've been um, and I talked about this a while ago, where I was prepping the Dungeons and Dragons game, but that never popped off because just stuff came up, you know, and stuff like that. Um, and my kids. We're like, were we ever going to play that game or what? <laughs> basically. So, I was like, oh, okay. So I started Yeah, basically it came out to, yo, old man, the fuck right. are we going to do with this shit? <laughs> so I, oh, I remember why we stopped too, is because I was over fucking doing it. So I, I had like a you? bunch of cardboard, no. right? I had a bunch of cardboard and I was going to paint it and make fucking like, <laughs> models that they were going to want. It was stupid amount of work. Like, and, and every time I got close to being done, I just add more shit to do. You know? <laughs> so I, I found a video uh, about like how to, you know, some DM tips, the uh, dungeon master tips, because I'm running the game. And um, it says, don't 
don't over fucking do it because you're you're never you're you're never gonna be done. So all right, right on. So doing it again. Now technically, I'm not playing Dungeons and Dragons because Dungeons and Dragons cost that money. Okay. <laughs> so I'm playing a game called Basic Fantasy. Basic Fantasy is is uh has the lamest fucking name of all time. Um, but it's it's the same tabletop R- RPG and it's very reminiscent of like. Dungeons and Dragons second edition. So it's like a more old school feel to it. Um, so I bought all those books because you can download them for free or they sell the books at cost. So the whole game is in one book. <laughs> and and I bought that book for $5. Um, and then I, I bought some extra books too because you know, right. you can never have too many RPG books. Um, and I'm going to do this one and we're going to check it out. And um, if if they get really into the game, which they, we haven't even played yet, and they seem to—they're so fucking excited about it—then um, I can Im- put the investment in for, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. Each I need three books; they're all thirty bucks. Like, k- kiss my ass with all that shit. Um, doing all this prep work, and I—I I found a way to make, and it's funny because we're—I'm using a program in Google's online software uh, suite that neither. Steve or I knew existed. <laughs> um, I know. When he tells me this, I'm like, the fuck is that? <laughs> and that is Google Drawing. So I'm making And tokens. don't don't send us a tweet or a or an email saying you knew about it. Fuck you, you didn't. And good for you. I'm sure most people knew about it. The reason I don't know about it is I never had a reason to use it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's also too if you go to your Google Drive and you go to new and it will say doc, um, sheet. It's in the other. If you ever, if you want to know where it is, but basically, it's it's a drawing program, but a very simple one. I mean, it has the the basic stuff on. It's not fucking Photoshop, but one thing it has is layers, which is honestly layers is the most useful fucking thing in a drawing program, um, and it's very easy to use. So I I found a a tutorial on how to make tokens real cheap. So obviously, I don't want to invest money on uh, miniatures right now. Uh, because I don't know, I could buy fucking a hundred dollars worth of miniatures, and I'm like, oh, I don't really like this game, Dad. Then I'm fucked. Um, so Dad, I'm making... like everything else you brought to us, it sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm making tokens. Tokens basically one inch circles, um, and I've I've put a black border, and then um, I downloaded some random pictures. So if I needed a fucking goblin, I downloaded a cool picture of a goblin, and then I fit it in the middle. And then I put it on the back layer, so the borders are, it look they look fucking clean as shit. All right, I made, <laughs> I'm and I did that today. I made all the tokens for the adventure we're going to be running through, and I also made tokens for them. So now, now instead of just doing, okay, you're in a room, and I guess they're over here. It's going to be on the table. It's be more, a little bit more like a board game, and I know that they'll they'll be more interested in that. Um, so I'm only going to do that with battle encounters, though. I ain't fucking doing that if they're hanging out at the damn tavern. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, I'll put a picture on the table of a tavern. That's where you are. You know? right. um, I'm having a fucking blast setting this up because it's really... It's <laughs> at least really, somebody is. <laughs> it's really rekindling my love for the game. And, and um, also, too, uh, I used to write like fantasy stories and stuff when I was a kid. And um, I kind of have to do that here, you know, because I have to create a plot for why they're there and stuff like that. 
So um, it's kind of rekindling that feeling of, of having a good time writing and stuff like that. Uh, so that's me just having a good old fucking time. And we were supposed to play this weekend. Unfortunately, my oldest daughter had um, she was volunteering at the jujitsu place they go to because they were having like a parents night. Uh, where you could, they basically babysat the kids till eleven, so the parents could go on a date. Oh, right. um, and they, they asked me, they're like, "Oh, do you do you guys want to drop your kids off? It'd be great to have them." I'm like, "Oh, you gonna pay for the date, bro? Because it ain't payday this weekend." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she went over there and volunteered, you know, and she gets those uh, volunteer hours. They go to her school um, because her school. I don't know why, but her school makes her do volunteer hours. I mean, I'm all for it, right? But. I've never heard of a school that does that. Yeah. But all my kids are in charter schools, so they're a little different. Well, it's part of that whole new world order kind of thing, you know. But we'll get uh-huh. to that. We'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> so 9-11 was an inside shop. <laughs> <laughs> so this kind of this will actually kind of dovetail into to Adam's next thing. Uh, right. We, we, we both made some changes to our uh, to our systems uh i have a pc and a laptop and adam just has his desktop um i also have a smartphone <laughs> <laughs> those obama phones aren't real smartphones <laughs> Motherfucker, you already know i got that samsung 8 plus you no um so on my laptop it's an otter box bitch. <laughs> uh with my uh with my laptop i i've been you know if you guys have been reading my uh my personal blog uh you guys will um have noticed that i've kind of been getting back into writing and i usually you know i I do writing for you know this for um our website and then i have like a middle-aged geek and a blog but i mean like screenwriting and um i've kind of i haven't really done it in such a long time uh the problem is is that i have an old program uh, or an old version, I should say, of a screenwriting program called Final Draft. And this one is pretty much kind of used everywhere. Like, you know, the, the reason most most professional writers use it is because it does all the formatting and everything for you. All you're pretty much doing is just writing. Because I always wondered, um, what does Final Draft do that uh, a program like Microsoft Word with a template doesn't do? Um, you have to you have to spend a lot of time formatting it and into the correct positions. So um, there's a specific there is a specific format and specific right. um, uh, settings that that need to be used. And with um, and usually there are some other ones out there that you know are free and stuff like that. But they don't. You still kind of have to fuck with the settings. Final Draft kind of just it it has the uniformed you know standard, so it's easy to just kind of like. You know, hit the space bar. This little box comes up, and it asks. It's just like, you know, setting, dialogue, action. You know, parenthetical thing, transition, and then you just kind of hit whatever you're doing. It automatically sets you right there, formats it, gets the proper, you know, uh, uh, font, you know, um, italics, bold, whatever, and and does everything basically for you. So, because I, I wrote a couple pages last night, and I forgot how intuitive it was to really kind of use it. But in any case. I have one that's um, it's uh, Final Draft eight. They're currently on ten, and it's not a cheap it's not a cheap uh, program. When I first bought it with seven, it was two hundred fifty bucks for the program. 
Um, after that, you can upgrade at any point and you're paying a hundred bucks. Well, I upgraded to seven and now after Windows 10, for some reason, anything after nine and up, they didn't update. So you get a certain glitch and a certain issue when you're using Windows 10 with a, with a eight or older. And basically it's like, yeah, you know, the workaround is upgrade. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, if I want to upgrade, fine, I'll upgrade on my own, but I'm not going to upgrade just simply to use the program. So with my laptop, I, it, I, it's an old laptop. So when I originally got it, I originally got it with, uh, with, um, Vista. And when Windows 7 did that little, uh, you know, oh, be a beta tester for Windows 7, I jumped on that because I hated Vista so much. I jumped on Windows 7 and bought Windows 7, so I still had the, the disk for that, and then upgraded to Windows 10. So instead of paying 100, because this is a, this is just principle at this point. Right. Uh, it, it's, it's just like, you know what? I have the disk for 7. It'll work fine on 7. It'll probably be less resource heavy when I go back to 7. So I just reinstalled Windows 7, um, and the computer kind of didn't want me to do that for a little bit. It kept saying, are you seven? We have 10. It's like seven. <laughs> like, fuck you. You're, you're installing seven. Yeah, but expect to see the, you should upgrade soon. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. So there, there's a way to turn that off too. Yeah, I, I, there is. And, and the funny thing is, is I was, I was like going, well, if I have to go back to 10, but then of course I found the site that said like, oh yeah, there's a way to get around pain for Windows 10. And it's basically if you have to use their accessibility option, like you have to use the virtual keyboard inside or something like that, it'll right. upgrade. You can upgrade for free. <laughs> yeah, <got him. laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, sweet. Uh, but yeah, so I ended up reinstalling Windows 7, which was fine. And um, it wasn't as difficult as I did before because I had to do it one time. But that it, the one thing is, is yeah, the first night you're spending just updating and updating and updating. Um, which is actually kind of nice to have the option again because I was like, oh yeah, Windows 10 just kind of forces you to do everything. You know, right. we're like, oh, we've downloaded everything. Now you just got to restart. Um, the only thing that was a drag was OneDrive because OneDrive downloads about as fast as old people fuck is really the best analogy okay. that I could get. Okay. Um, because it took literally four days for everything because you know, it has to download everything onto your computer um, in order to in order to work properly, and uh, it took about five days to get all the old files that I had in there before, and it was just. But once that once that download had finished, and it downloads at such a slow rate that ha it still fucked up my internet for my laptop. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like sometimes they, they pro the fucking Windows Seven server is probably in a dusty fucking broom <laughs> closet. Like, they don't give a shit. <laughs> so I had to pause it in order to, you know, watch a video or do anything like that, and it worked fine. Now that it's finished, it works fine. Like, I have no no issues with it. But um, I kind of forgot how, how easy it is on Windows 7 to just kind of tell it what to do, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it doesn't... It doesn't you don't click on something that goes, well, there's other ways to do this. Nah, fuck off. Just yeah, do yeah. what I tell you to do. I'm going to use Skype. Are you sure we have a new Skype? Fuck you. I, ah. <laughs> I mean, Windows 10 is great. There's nothing wrong with it. But it's just like, 
sometimes you just want to click on something and it just happens. Like okay. I don't I don't like now that I have advertisements in Windows 10. Oh yeah. And and I know they're not selling me anything, but it's like this new feature, this I'm like stop. <laughs> right. I don't I don't care. You know. <laughs> Speaking of that, so <laughs> unfortunately I was hit with some ransomware uh last week. Um and I couldn't it was a series of unfortunate events <laughs> on Saturday morning where I wake up, I get to get on my computers. That was your first up. issue. You woke what? up. I woke up, right? Yeah, that was first um, issue. I sat down. Well, no, I got up, went to make coffee because I've been trying to really get my sleep schedule together. So I wake on the weekends, I wake up at no later than nine o'clock. Um, so I woke up at nine o'clock on the dot, <laughs> uh, went and made some coffee, gra- grabbed a cup of coffee, came upstairs sit down turn the computer on everything's fine windows 10 come up as soon as i open chrome fucking pop-ups all this bullshit and one pop-up saying um oh and i say ransomware but that might be a little that might be a little strong but it's that misleading like oh you have um such and such virus or you have this many viruses in order to clear this out you need to contact us at microsoft and pay two hundred dollars or whatever yeah you know it is so it's ransomware. not like it's it's not <laughs> it's ransomware but it's not the one that's like we have your bank account you know like <laughs> stupid shit like that we have your information you must give us but no that kind of scared me a little bit that bane <laughs> voice bro um it, it, so, it comes up and goes perhaps they wonder why you would kill a man <laughs> batman i need your help um so i couldn't it's so I, I have i have a usb that's blue and that blue usb has the my copy of windows 10 on it it's my rescue disc basically so i find it after some looking (laughs) and weirdly it's in it's in the wrong place so that leads me to believe that people have been fucking with my shit right so i grab it i plug it in to um boot from it now my computer's off it won't boot from it i'm like oh shit so I plug it into my other computer, which is also running Windows 10, and come to find out it's got like three kids' movies on it. So somebody cleared it, threw kids' movies on it, so they could plug it into the television. I'm like, great. So I, <laughs> I can't even remember what happened. Like I go, I'm like, okay. So I go to format this USB. USB breaks. <laughs> like completely just won't work it now it's very old i've had it for probably like 10 years um so I'm like okay so i throw that in the trash i'm like what do i have because I, I don't want to go to the store and buy anything blah, blah 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 all i have is a disc with ubuntu mate on it which is old like four no like three um three things ago three versions ago <laughs> like whatever that's all i got so i install it immediately tells me you have a lot of updates <laughs> like okay so i don't only upgrade i upgrade so i upgraded all the way to the newest one no issues there not the most ideal way to upgrade a um linux operating system but it worked um and now i'm running linux and it works perfectly fine there's no issues um even got a couple games installed and stuff like that but i just thought that morning was so funny of how like the universe was like hey fuck you and i'm just standing there and i didn't even lose my patience it's like i constantly kept saying not today right. not 
fucking today. Like, I did not want to have a bad day. So I didn't. Um, I fixed my problem, and now I'm running Linux. Uh, not because I hate Windows 10, but because <laughs> that's all I had available at the time. Now and for, honestly... And for those of you that are longtime listeners of the show, this shouldn't come as any surprise. It should come as a surprise as, wow, he actually went a long time before he said he went back to Linux. Right. <laughs> well, this... This was a series of events, though. This wasn't me going fuck Windows. It's, it's a new, it's a new to... Netflix series coming out. <laughs> right when Windows Eight was out, I kept giving up on it because I didn't like it. Yeah, you know. And um, Windows Ten is fine. I like Windows Ten, although I, pro- I knowing me, I'll be on Linux for a while until <laughs> I until I want to play a game that doesn't work. And then the only reason I ever go back to Windows is because I really want to play a game that only works on Windows. that's the only reason i ever go back so um but the good thing is is skype they actually upgraded skype finally for linux so it looks like skype for windows and it works perfectly fine um another thing just to keep it old school motherfucker so we we go to goodwill like every other saturday um because on saturdays if you don't know this uh goodwill everything's half off and trying to clear the place out basically so we go and we go poking around and we don't always get something but we just you know kind of like going to a flea market basically um i'm always in the book (laughs) right i'm always in the book section seeing if i could pick up some discarded fantasy novels or something like that and we did um so my daughter harley five-year-old saw um beauty not beauty and the beast what was it snow white she had Snow White in one hand and Cinderella in the other hand, but she had them on VHS. Hmm. So she thought they were books. <laughs> they were the uh, the, oh. the big now cases. that make, now that makes sense is why you're why Lorena said that on my Facebook page, right? Yeah. <laughs> so she thought they were books, and I go, "No, baby, they're not books." And I I opened it, and she's looking at the thing like, <laughs> she's like, "What the fuck is this? What kind you of know? sorcery is this?" <laughs> right. What magic do you wield, sir? <laughs> um, and I and I started to explain it, and then I go, oh, "You're five. You don't, <laughs> you don't need it's to a know. movie." I said, "It's a movie, but we don't have the machine for it." <laughs> she got that, and she's like, "Oh, okay." Um, and then I'm looking at it, and I turn it over, and they're in good condition. You know, they're VHS tapes. You know, the only way to break them is to stomp on them. Yeah, or, or to rip watch that them a rot, billion rip. times. Yeah, and then a thing breaks, or you rip that yeah. front that exposes the film. Yeah, right. So they're in perfect condition, no issues. I flip it over, and it says ninety nine cents. So on, that means it's fifty cents because everything's. I'm like, damn, these fucking movies are fifty cents. I got by this shit on Blu-ray for like thirty <laughs> bucks. You know, so I go whatever, and I throw them back up on the shelf. My wife comes by, she's like, "What are you looking at?" I said, "Oh, fucking Holly brought me these these tapes." You know, but. She's like, well, why don't you get them? They're really cheap. Look, they have all the key- they have so many. They had stacks of fucking Disney movies. Like you wouldn't believe how many. <laughs> it, it's like, and and it makes sense because it's people they get this shit all on Blu-ray or DVD at right. the time of replacing VHS, and then the VHSs go into the garage, and then they eventually bring them to Goodwill, and no one wants them anymore because it's fucking three generations back. You know? Yeah, like Adam sends me a picture. He's like, "Dude, check this out." I'm like, "Going, wow, it'd be awesome if you had a VHS." <laughs> you know. So uh, we have a VCR now, <laughs> um, and I and this is ironically funny. So 
the VCI that I bought is the same exact VCI that my grandfather bought Shit. when they first came out. He bought that VCI for two hundred dollars. Yeah, I bought it for four. <laughs> it's four bucks. It's a Magnavox, and they had they had one that was cheaper. It was like two bucks, but it was like a Daewoo, and I'm like, well, oh, yeah. let's get let's get <laughs> a name brand. Even even in the, even in, in uh, the Goodwill, you're still going for the name. That's brand. right. You need to, you need to pay attention. It doesn't matter. But the thing is, is you have to go back in time with it. So like, if you told me to get a Magnavox something today, I'd be like, no, nah, it's okay. We were in mid '90s era at this point and i'm like no the magnavox is that legit let me let me get that shit also i had to get one that had buttons on the front because i didn't have a remote <laughs> so we get the vci four bucks we got like i think four movies and and then we've been back to goodwill like three times now <laughs> just getting movies like i just bought space jam motherfucker like we <laughs> spent life and I, and I said i was that was for the kids but you know i was in there watching oh, that fucking yeah. space jam that's a classic so <laughs> We got that. We, we got a bunch of Disney flicks. I got Who Framed Roger Rabbit on tape. Like, and and the VCR is in um, the boys' room, which is which is also um, Harley's room. Her her bed's in there too. Um, so now she's she just loves the thing because the machine is like a toy to her. Yeah. And she she used to scratch up all my DVDs. It's one of the reasons why we don't really buy Blu-rays anymore, and I just buy them digitally right. because they. You know, kids are kids. Like, they're pretty good with them compared to most kids. But, you know, they're going to get distracted. They're going to leave them on the table, stuff like that. Um, especially a five-year-old. So these tapes, they leave them on the floor. I don't even give a fuck. It was 50 cents. <laughs> I just go in, I slap it in the case real quick, and I toss it back on the table. You know, it's not a big deal. Well, they, so they would, have, like, you can ha they could hang with that. You know, like, I used to drop VHS tapes oh, all the fucking time. Yeah. You know, there ain't no fuckers issues. Would still, yeah, I mean, unless you ran it over with a vehicle, you know, they, they you were... Could, you technically, well, a child could technically step on it, yeah. and it probably won't break. No, probably you know, they, they won't. were fucking strong. If I step on it, my fat ass going to break it. But, <laughs> um, so they got, like, about 12 movies now, all kids' movies. Um, bought cool. Grease for my son, because he likes the movie Grease. Okay. And um, he's he loves he loves singing and dancing. He just that's his thing. So <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's just that's what he likes. <laughs> my son, I love my son to death. I really do. But he is not me. <laughs> like, he he looks like me, but he acts like his mother. You know. So I don't I don't know I don't know what to do. Well, really. uh, um, this is this is actually kind of funny because I know I have VHS tapes in in one of in my spare room over there so if i if i if i actually dig in there and and find some i'll i'll, I'll hold some cool ones aside for you here's, here's the thing and now that now that i have a vci i have an interesting notion what if i collected vhs tapes what if i just bought every vhs tape? you know they had finding dory on vhs really I was, like, was this the last movie they put on VHS? <laughs> the movie's not that old. No. You know, I bought that shit too. Um, it just came out on so, Netflix like earlier this year. You know what I'm saying? Not Finding Dory. Uh, Finding Nemo. Oh. My bad. The the okay. first one. I was makes like... more sense, but still, it's not that old. You know. <laughs> um, so, if anyone listening has a bunch of VHS tapes they don't want, please uh, send us a Facebook message or, or an email. The geeks at thelazygeeks.com. Uh, 
and I will provide if if I get something, I'll get a PO box because you know, yeah, discreet, <laughs> brother. Right. Um, I'll get a PO box, and you can send those my way. Baby, won't you come my way? <laughs> That's funny. But these Goodwills are stacked up, man, and they had tons of books. I got um, what did I get? I got uh, a um, you got that Irish fiction forgot. book. Oh, it's not a fiction book. <laughs> I have a, It's a book titled "How How." the irish saved western civilization and it basically talks about um this group of uh christian like monks basically and they they were tasked uh to collect people were bringing them like important texts from all over europe and they were they were making copies of them um because at the time it was the dark ages and everybody was too busy burning shit down so they kind of protected protected the knowledge um, I bought that. I bought a Forgotten Realms like thick ass fucking fantasy. It's like four books in it. Uh, just tons of shit. Like you, you can't stop, won't stop. You know what I'm talking right. about? Like, but yeah, Saturdays definitely hit up Goodwill because and if you live in like an older part of the country, United States to be specific, um, you'll find way better shit. That's the only problem is being in Arizona. You you don't find that old shit. You know what I mean? Like you're in there, like, damn, this this book was printed in 1812. What the, <laughs> you know? This book but, was uh, printed last yesterday. <laughs> I think the oldest thing I found at Goodwill was um, <laughs> I found what a copy of The Hobbit that was printed in like the 60s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I bought that shit. Of course. You know, so I love that thrift store shit. But whatever, we're going on too long. <laughs> what is your one awesome thing? So. My one awesome thing, as a kid, there was nothing more exciting when, than when you get a Lego set of your favorite insert name here and was able to build it and then use it. So I had many of the early Lego sets as well as some Star Wars toys or whatever I could get my hands on. Nowadays, you literally have to think it, build it, and with 10,000 signatures, Legos will accept it and mass produce your dream. So those dreaming of a Voltron Lego set start saving your money. Lego has just approved a Voltron Lego set built and designed by Len underscore D69, which submit, was submitted a year ago. But earlier this year, the project managed to acquire the 10,000 votes needed to even be considered. And on August 3rd, Lego announced that the project was approved and will go into production. You can see the, uh, the prototype video, uh, the prototype photos uh, on our website. So some basics of the info is they're basically it's five separate lions, each have their own unique articulation and can be played individually or as one big robot. Oh. So uh you have the black lion of course forms head and body. You have the red and green lions which form the arms and blue and yellow that forms the legs. When combined they form Voltron which stands at about sixteen inches in height and weighs close to one kilogram. Uh, no date as to when it will be available. We can safely assume probably sometime next year. And you can bet I will be saving my money now because this will be mine. <laughs> when you see the pictures, you see them all full lions. Because this is, that was always kind of thing. It's like, oh, well, if you make it, you're either going to have to make the lions or make them separate. But no, they come together and you can form the Voltron, which actually makes it really fucking awesome. So, yeah, you can bet I'll be I'll be saving up for that. Yeah, it looked dope. I remember you sent sent me pictures of it, and it was uh, it was pretty dope, though. Yeah, it was though. 
So um, what's your what's your one awesome thing? My one awesome thing is like straight geeky, but <laughs> <laughs> um, so they basically found a way. So researchers researchers create instant hydrogen from water and aluminum. Um, hydrogen power. I'm just going to read the article. It's off the of Engadget. Uh, hydrogen power seemed all the rage for a while until we had to face the practical considerations of using it. Yes, it's clean and abundant, but it's also incredibly difficult to transport. One team may have a may have accidentally found the key to jumpstarting the struggling economy, though. Researchers at the U.S. Army Research Laboratory at Arb Aberdeen Proving Ground, Maryland, uh, made a chance discovery when they poured water on a new aluminum alloy. It began to give off hydrogen automatically. Uh, it is possible for hydrogen to be a byproduct of a reaction between water and regular aluminum, but only at extremely high temperatures or with added catalysts. Additionally, it would take hours for the hydrogen to be produced and had an efficiency of only about 50%. That's not the case with this new reaction. Quote, ours does it at nearly 100% efficiency in less than three minutes. Team leader Scott Grendel told New Science, uh, that's pretty impressive. That's a pretty impressive statistic, especially when you consider it's an automatic reaction. Aluminum and water can be transported easily and are stable. This can easily be turned into a situation where a lot of hydrogen can be produced on demand in a short amount of time. This eliminates many of the issues that force companies to seek alternatives to hydrogen for a clean energy source. That doesn't mean this is the solution to all our hydrogen problems, though. There are still many questions that need to be answered. First of all, can this be replicated outside the lab? All signs point to yes, but experiments can often work in a lab setting and fail in field tests. How difficult is this new aluminum alloy to produce, and what would the cost of mass production be? How much of it would you need to make this work? What are the environmental costs of producing this incredible, or I'm sorry, this increased amount of aluminum alloy? This is an encouraging first step to be sure, but there's a lot more we need to know before we declare this the salvation of hydrogen fuel. So this kind of excited me because um, back when they first started talking about hydrogen fuel, I was really excited about it because I'm like, oh, this is this is perfect. You know, it's it's clean uh, because the byproduct of hydrogen fuel is water. Uh, <laughs> so you can't get much cleaner than that. Right. Um, uh, it, it, it operates much like gasoline. You, you go to a hydrogen fuel station, you plug in the thing and it, it fills it up. But yes, unfortunately, oh, and hydrogen is also the most abundant substance in the universe. Um, unfortunately, it is highly volatile. So, move trucks moving constantly, moving hydrogen around, you're, you're you might be asking for problems. But with this new thing, it might be something dope. Because like, always I like ask for problems. Hell, <laughs> not these kind of problems. <laughs> um, now, the cool thing, I mean, electric cars are awesome there's nothing wrong with them but with with a with an actual fuel that you're you're putting into something uh you can definitely get a longer a longer life out of uh out of a single charge or tank uh and it would be definitely great for the construction industry um larger ships stuff like that but also cars i mean I, who was it honda that made a um hydrogen car yeah but there's no there's nowhere to fucking fill it unless yeah. you live in California. <laughs> yeah, no, but it'd probably be deemed too environmentally unfriendly for them to do that. Right. So they actually <laughs> the hydrogen fuel station right by your house, unless they shut it down. Because uh, I remember passing it. Yeah, there. It's, it's in that neighborhood. I don't know exactly mm. where it is. Oh, yeah. I think I. I doesn't doesn't uh, LA's buses run on hydrogen fuel? 
Uh, or is it that corn fuel? They run off something. They run off something. I don't think it's that though. All I know is this is dope, and if they can they can sort it out, <laughs> it's a good thing. We need to get away. I, one thing we should have got away from a long time ago was gasoline. Like it, it's great, it had a good run, but it's the 21st century. Fuck's sake, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's still too much money involved in it. Exactly. Yeah. Don't let them. Don't let them fool you. Where they're like, oh, the technology's just not there yet. No, that's incorrect. Yeah. It's just because oil com oil companies are fucking making that dollar. Yeah. So, um, just to keep in mind, guys. Yeah, we know the show's going to run along. We also our discussion topic was even going to push it a little longer. So, um, uh, but with our main topic uh, this week will be about the hot mess that is Alex Jones. Uh, but before we get to that, let's get into the headlines. So it just seemed that when we were reaping the rewards of Disney releasing their content on Netflix, although the deal between Disney and Netflix was struck back in 2012, it seems that we just started seeing the content emerge from Netflix this year. Unfortunately, it looks like we're only going to have it for about another 18 months before they're off the service, since Disney is going to try its hand at its own streaming service. In an earnings call on Tuesday, Disney CEO Bob Iger announced that they will discontinue their deal with Netflix at the start of it, at, um, to start their own service in 2019. The news does, come, does not come as a surprise when you hear that they purchased BamTech, a streaming technology company owned by Major League Baseball, for $1.58 billion, according to Collider. It seems Disney plans to you to make use of that not by launching their own not only by launching their own streaming service but also will offer ESPN streaming service as well. While many of the internet are crying because they don't know how to make uh, what to make of this deal, it makes perfect sense. The surprising aspect of the Disney Netflix deal is that it even happened in the first place. Keep in mind that. It was only for new content that would become available on the service. It made no deal for older content, meaning that the original Star Wars trilogy, previous Marvel, Marvel movies, or the Toy Story trilogy would appear on Netflix. Disney will be able to run their own service given that they own everything Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilms, Pixar, and the Muppets. They will have enough content to fill a streaming service, and with their extensive catalog, will have enough for people to sign up. The ESPN aspects even makes more sense. With ESPN costing more for cable providers to carry, it would seem that Disney is looking to pick up those sports fans that are or thinking or um, that are or thinking about cutting the core. It would increase their revenue regardless of uh, what people decide. We have not had a great impact of Disney coming out to Netflix since we only had Captain America: Civil War, Strange, Doctor Strange. Uh, the Jungle Book, Inside Out, Moana, and Rogue One, a Star Wars story. It doesn't seem like such a loss. The only one who would lose out would be Pixar and Marvel fans. However, if they love those properties, they probably most likely bought it anyway. I was actually really, um, well, I wasn't surprised, but I was kind of like, yeah, I kind of saw that coming. It's, it's it, now if if Disney sat at a streaming service where they had everything on it, right. like they open the fucking vault right. and everything's on it and it's no more than $15 a month, I would seriously consider getting it. 
because oh, yeah. I have a lot of children, and and that's you know, and and also with the Marvel and all that. Well, not even they, that. I mean, I would I would get it too, and I have no kids. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Disney has a lot of quality um, stuff to watch. Now, the problem that I see though is if Disney opens it and only has a select few, and they Disney for years has played this this game with their fucking imaginary vault that everyone <laughs> likes to pretend there's this giant mythical vault that they open and pull fucking beauty and the beast out of you know it's, it's like a cer- it, it's a ceremony that like you have at groundhog's day where you have like you know these chants and people with uh torches right. oh maybe i shouldn't say torches but you know people oh. with like flags and stuff like that and then they have like this high priest that comes off the mount and, right and, you know to see which just, three movies pop out you know and all it is is disney being a genius right and and creating hype they for old well, things fucking they learn from yeah. nintendo well, yeah, Nintendo Force didn't demand. do it so well. <laughs> Nintendo doesn't do it as well as Disney does. But um, by the way, they're all out of the vault if you buy VHS tapes at Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but if they did that, then that would be great. But if if I mean had to completely unlock Netflix, like, but if they if it's like twenty bucks and it doesn't have everything on it, I wouldn't even consider it. The the this this goes into something we spoke about a few podcasts back when, when our discussion topic was um streaming switching to streaming oh, streaming versus cord, cable yeah. cutting the cord right is there are too many fucking streaming services now yeah like it's it's getting ridiculous i, I see it's, it's funny because i actually after like a week or so after we 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 talked about that i saw an article i can't remember if it was on mashable or or the verge or something like that but it was it simply said it the internet was not a meant streaming was not a meant to become like the cable company because right. it, it's starting to get to that where it's like all these different options and then it's like well shit where do i you know who do i get it from how do i get it? and then suddenly everybody's and but that's a, that's the problem with a la carte everybody wants to select their own shit and you're gonna have to pay for it and and that therein lies a bigger problem but uh you know it, it disney has Disney has more of a leg to stand on than let's even say like Warner Brothers, you know, because Disney has all those properties under it. And yeah, people will sit there and go, well, Warner Brothers has DC. Yeah, but there's not a whole lot of DC content out there, you know, with the Marvel movies, with Pixar, with their even just simply Disney's animated shit alone. You know, if they said, okay, you can you can come in here and you can get everything under the sun. Which would make sense because at that point you can see it. Disney makes the money on buying it. That's why they put that quote unquote, it's only going to be out for a short time because then people rush to buy it. If you have it streaming, then everybody's going to sign up and get it and they're going to get their money regardless. So, it, it, yeah, they're going to be getting a steady income from it. Exactly. So, you so. know, in, in that aspect, it makes sense. And plus, they own ABC, so they could even put their shows that come out that aren't that are owned by disney not necessarily right. like you wouldn't probably see like maybe you wouldn't see shows like probably like modern family or something like that but you get agents of shield would be on that service you know or, or the and also for the kids i mean they have they have three disney television networks oh right yeah. disney um the main disney channel they have disney disney jr right um and they have disney xd and they all have countless television shows oh, yeah. that are on now and have been canceled and stuff like that and a lot of a lot of the TV shows are on Netflix. Yeah. Um, and my kids watch them incessantly. And Hulu. Now, pull, and Hulu too. And Hulu as well. Now, if they pull when those deals expire, I mean, and if it's all on the streaming service, 
it's basic. I pay because at first I was like, I was telling my wife, I was like, I'm not gonna pay fifteen dollars just for Disney shit. And she goes, you pay fifteen dollars a month to watch Game of Thrones. And I go, <laughs> oh yeah, that's what you think of you. <laughs> Fuck you, woman. I nobody asked your opinion. <laughs> Fuck you, perspective. <laughs> you know, so, so it's kind of, I mean, when you think about Fuck it that you, way, counterpoint. Exactly. You're not meant to right. challenge my argument. <laughs> Like you have to you have to weigh costs with um, quality and quantity. Right. Now Disney has quality programming. Even the, even some of the television shows are just good that I watch them with the kids and enjoy them. So it's not like the quality that aren't is available on VHS. Right. <laughs> if they're available on VHS, I got no issue. Um, now <laughs> now the <laughs> shut up. I'm a, my VCR is legit. Um, now. So you should that, post a picture of, of that on your on the fucking Facebook page. Right. <laughs> what pisses me off, and I'm not even talking about Disney, but just stemming off that Nickelodeon need to get on their fucking ball and put their all their shows up. Because <laughs> only a handful are on there. I'm getting frustrated. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I'd probably I'd probably pay for it. Kicking and screaming the whole way. But oh, I'd yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would do the same thing. It's like, uh, you know, it would be like, okay, so... You know, if it is like 15 bucks a month, then it's like, you know what? I've spent more on less. And, you know, and to be honest, if they put in their whole fucking catalog, there'd be a whole lot of old shit that I go. Although we can, the internet can agree, Song of the South would probably not appear on their streaming service. No, that probably wouldn't. (laughs) Uh, But also, too, keep in mind the Disney's television channel started off as a premium channel that you had to pay for. I remember. Um, I remember that back in the day. Yeah. That's I, why never, I never, I never had it, it when I was a kid. <laughs> I know, I never had it either. <laughs> I mean, we had cable when I we got cable when I was a teenager, and this uh, Disney was an afterthought. Like I had Nickelodeon. We I, stay watching all that. You I know what I mean? So, I can't remember when Disney actually became part of Basic. It was like it, it was the 21st century. I think was it, it was, early it, aughts. Was, like, was it the early aughts? Yeah, I think it was like 2004 or something. Yeah, because I remember like getting going. Oh shit, Disney's on pay on like I remember like being kind of like, oh okay. You know the thing I love about the Disney Channel, mm-hmm. the only commercials they have are for Disney things. <laughs> so like if you're wa- my kids are watching a show on the Disney Channel because I I don't have cable but I have uh, Hulu's TV oh, right. add-on. Um, and they're watching the Disney Channel, and it goes to commercials. It's just for Disney, that stuff on that network. It's for either their movies. And most of the commercials are these little, like, um, almost behind-the-scene things for movies that are out or, or stuff like that or how the artists did the stuff and this and that. And I'm like, this is fucking cool. Like, it's commercials. <laughs> this commercials are fucking dope. Because they're still advertising. They're just advertising their thing. And it's also... Yeah, because I fucking... think because of certain rights, they can't... Because usually commercials are regional. Right, and so they. It's they... A, it's also badass though. Where Disney's like, we don't need fucking advertising money, motherfucker. We make all this shit. <laughs> you know, so we make Disney I, money, I motherfucker. Speaking of rain on bitch. Speaking of premium channels. Uh, now HBO recently had a cyber incident, as they <laughs> call it, um, where some some of their stuff was stolen off of their servers. Namely, I mean, there was a lot of stuff stolen, but no, no one cares about anything but Game of Thrones. Right. Um, so HBO did make a statement last week um, in regards. It's a very canned statement, but I just kind of wanted to talk about the leak a little bit. Um, in a statement with HBO chairman Richard uh, Plepler, 
to employees. Puffler acknowledged the attack, saying it, quote, resulted in some stolen um, proprietary information. Among that information is some of our programming. Or among the in, that information is some of our programming, Puffler said, while not explicitly stating which programs were part of the leak. Entertainment Weekly reports unaired episodes of Ballers and Room 104 have been posted online. Um, in addition to the programming, material for next week's episode of Game of Thrones, which is the one that played um, last Sunday, um, has allegedly been stolen, with the hackers threatening to release more information, quote, soon, end quote. <laughs> in a statement to HBO employees... Are they, uh, are they, promised, also, are they also involved with the uh, release date for Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> so, can they leak that please i know <laughs> um plepler promised teams are working to protect our collective interest the efforts uh across multiple departments have been nothing short of herculean he added Ooh, Ooh. i like when people use words like that like this what when they don't need to that. when they don't need you know to. what i mean like he yeah. just did it you know <laughs> he's um, got that disney money <laughs> that's right <laughs> He got that HBO money, bro. <laughs> um, HBO didn't spend... Uh, These dollar bills are printed in Game of Thrones, bitches! <laughs> <laughs> HBO didn't specifically state what information had been stolen. But the hackers claim the information totals about 1.5 terabytes. Um, if Shit, I got more porn than that. <laughs> so, right? So here's the thing, and this is what I found funny. I don't really know why the hacker... They, the hackers never said why they did it. Because they they basically are just leaking shit online for no reason. Well, they so suppose so from what I've heard, I've heard that they asked for a ransom, and and then I, yeah, but I guess HBO they have to kind know of HBO's not gonna fucking pay that. I guess she's like fuck you. Yeah. Well, they had that issue early. Uh, what was it earlier this year with um, trying to remember the other studio that had that issue. Um, Oh, Netflix. Netflix. When they tried doing that yeah. with Netflix and they were they were threatening to release uh, Orange is the New Black, the new season. We don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, and, you know, and then when the uh, Marines tried to storm that old um, that old shower scene and the, the other Mar and the, the the hackers were on an elevated position and took out the Marines. That may be true or maybe the rock. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but uh they released it's it all true <laughs> and when they released it hbo was just like fuck you we don't care we got that netflix money and um, that's right and uh they they didn't i think they eventually released it but it was only like a week or so before and i don't think pretty much most i was and my opinion on that point at that point was like yeah but most of the people that watch orange is the new black or anything like that on netflix don't either don't have the 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 knowledge or care to download that shit. the situation because because the the first thing Game that was of Thrones is different though. No, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> so the first thing the first thing that people are freaking out about is they had they supposedly leaked a script for the next step. The episode's already aired, but it was going to be the next episode of Game of Thrones. So everyone was fucking pissing their pants like, oh no, oh no. Game of Thrones fans, they could read the script. They're still going to watch the show. Yeah, you you telling me that you got a leaked script? And you're like, oh, don't have to watch that episode. That's not the only reason you watch the show. Well, the, the to big, know what's gonna happen. The big thing on that too is that there are still, you know, there are just those people that are like going, oh, I read it, so this person's gonna die and this person's gonna die. It's the spoilers. Yeah, and, and if, I get and, that. And, and but the thing is, is and see the pro the thing is, is yeah, that's true. Anybody that reads a script is gonna watch the ep the episode because scripts change, shit changes. Right. 
And also, if you're if you're just doing it for spoilers, you have no fucking life anyway, so nobody everybody's going to hate you no matter what. But the thing is is that with HBO, you know, dropping Game of Thrones, my thing would be if they're like, "Oh, we're going to drop the next episode." Who fucking cares? You're going to wait a week and then find yeah. it out or if they go, "We're going to drop the season finale of Game of Thrones out there for the world to see." That would be different. But here's the funny thing. I was reading countless comments um, about um, this situation on a few different websites. And a lot of Game of Thrones fans were on there. And they were like, I don't, I'm not going to read this information. Yeah. You know, I'm not. Well, most people aren't. You know, they're like, I don't want the show to be spoiled for me. And first of all, if you have a choice to not see Amelia Clark and then to see Amelia Clark, right. you see Amelia Clark. <laughs> you don't read a fucking script. That girl is so goddamn fine. Like I, I'm only in the second season, and and like you know, there's for those who don't know, um, there's just so many main characters, so it's it's constantly jumping around. Um, and when it jumps to uh, Khaleesi, um, who's Amelia Clark, you just kind of go, oh, like what's she doing? You know, how's how's she? You got a hand, you got your chin in your hand, You're right? Just like, it's kind of like how's she doing? How's she doing? You know? uh. She did no. something different with her hair. Oh, I like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know. But the other the other hottie is uh fucking um Cersei, but she's an evil bitch. Like you kind of like oh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> she's the one that you just have for a night. That's really <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, but like you know, it, it's it's funny because it seems like there's a lot of news out there right now that the internet just doesn't know how to handle. You know, and it and or they just a, a lot of internet news especially in the entertainment sphere is let's throw everything on the wall and see what sticks yeah let's see what gains yeah. traction and you have to sift through bullshit now people who are experienced with it they know already intrinsically know how to sift through bullshit oh yeah you know and you know how it's gonna happen but we're getting I, I, a lot I, of older I, people I, online now yeah i've gotten that way with with news and stuff like that i on going up on monday i have a piece where i was talking about they're like you know ben affleck talks about experience with justice league and my my title is yeah he talks about it not really important <laughs> you know because it's like everybody's trying to get that click of like hey this is what and, and i just put in there like he just said nothing all he said was something very diplomatic and it really amounts to not worth anything right you know but everybody has to do it because they're trying to get clicks and you know, and that's why I always like to say, you know, think it so you don't have to because we can kind of we can call out the bullshit, you know, and we've been doing this for almost seven years now. So it's like we kind of kind of think we can figure that out now. <laughs> Practically uh, professionals at this point. Pretty much. All right. Moving on into gaming news. This is why gamers hate video game publishers. Pretty much is the reason here. Fallout 4 publisher Bethesda Softworks will release a Game of the Year edition of the post-apocalyptic open-world game on September 26th, the company announced last week. Uh, according to Polygon, it is a bit of a, of a latecomer considering Fallout 4 debuted back in November 2015. As you might expect, the Game of the Year edition will include all six of Fallout 4's add-ons, um, Automatron, originally released in March 2016, Wasteland Workshop, April 2016, Far Harbor, May 2016, uh, Contraptions Workshop, 2000, June 2016, Vault Tech Workshop, July 2016, and Nuka World, August 2016. 
Of course, the package will also come with features that developer Bethesda has added over the years in patches. For instance, the company released a new high-resolution texture pack that uh, for the game's Windows PC version in February. Uh, Bethesda also made special announcement alongside the re-release news. Uh, it's bringing the Pip-Boy edition of Fallout 4 out of the vault uh, for another production run. And uh, let's see, the Pip-Boy edition, which originally cost $119.99, includes the real-life Pip-Boy um, that works uh, by allowing players to slot their smartphones into it and use the Pip-Boy app. Um, let's see. And uh, apparently, let me see here. The Oh, the re-release of the Pip-Boy edition will be sold for $99.99 exclusively in North America at selected retailers. Uh, Bethesda said the package will include the $59.99 Game of the Year edition and uh, um, will be released alongside it on September 26th. Both versions will be available for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Nice. Uh, I don't really give a fuck about Fallout 4, but I got one question in Bethesda. What's up with Elder Scrolls 6, though? <laughs> I need fucking answers, all right? I just, I actually just shared, um, like, 20 minutes ago, I shared a uh, a meme to our official Facebook page uh, that's, that said it had an inter interstellar. And it had the first picture was where um, she's telling him that every hour on this planet is seven years on Earth. And he goes, good, we'll wait here for Elder Scrolls 6. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And I was like, I, I got them feels, bro. I got the, I'm, I'm Skyrimmed out. Skyrim was great, but I think I've beaten it like seven times. Like we're done now. Um, oh wait, uh, right wait, uh, real quick. Remember, uh, I think like the last show we did two weeks ago, I said my uh, PS4 wasn't working. Um, it is working again. Uh, apparently, and I fig I found this out. Um, this is where the internet failed me. Uh, I, you know, I was having the blue light of death issue where it wasn't communicating with the uh, with the TV. Um, after some digging, after I figured it out, it came. I found out that apparently it has some issues with switch boxes. So I was pl I had plugged the PlayStation Four you know what the through PS4 the switch box. You know what the PS4's biggest issue is? Be it doesn't play Xbox One games, bro. <laughs> oh, stay hating. <laughs> <laughs> so uh plugging it directly into the television through the through the actual hdmi port is the only real way it seems to work most people haven't been able to find a way to figure out how to get it to play through a switch box so there it goes it works so i saved myself two three hundred bucks yeah thank god you found that out before you tossed it in the trash or something you yeah know i know i would have sucked if i had done that and go motherfucker but that's where the internet was, failed me. Where I when I saw when I found that out later, I was like, oh. I was purposely being a dick. Like <laughs> my claim, my biggest achievement of that entire problem. He goes on Facebook and he he kind of asks everybody, does anyone know experience anything about that? And I I I posted. I go, did you try putting it in a safe mode? And he reminds me, he says, no, I don't have a screen. I, the screen doesn't go on. I'm like, oh, that's right. Um, did you try turning your Xbox on? <laughs> <laughs> and I hashtag stay <laughs> uh, Anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> Crisis averted, basically. <laughs> right. That's fucking awesome. 
Um, the first official public test realm, or PTR for short, uh, for Warcraft 3 is now live. Now, Warcraft 3 was <laughs> an old game, ladies and gentlemen. I was going to say, how old is that thing? <laughs> it's got to be 15 years now. That's like the Diablo 2 era. <laughs> That's back when the World of Warcraft wasn't even out. So the Warcraft games were, um, they were like StarCraft is. Because Warcraft which just, came first. Which, is, which just got remastered. <laughs> yes. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> according to a post on Blizzard's official forums, the PTR features balance changes for stat locations and the difficulty of creep camps, as well as adjustments to item diversity. Several other improvements, including new textures for Mac Clarity, have been added as well. The forum post also highlights a few issues that Blizzard is aware of and working to fix with improvements to matchmaking and latency on the horizon. So basically, it sounds like they're they're taking this old game and they're cleaning it up. That's basically what's going on. Um, it's been 15 years since the launch of Warcraft 3 Reign of Chaos. Uh, just a couple months ago, a job listing surfaced suggesting Blizzard may be looking to remaster Warcraft 3 and Diablo 2. <laughs> you don't know how many fucking hours I spent on Diablo 2. Um, Though no job postings from Blizzard uh, have used similar wording in the past, uh, with StarCraft Remastered launching in a couple days, actually it's out now, um, or it should be out this week, uh, a Warcraft 3 remaster certainly uh, doesn't appear to be outside the realm of possibility. My favorite Warcraft was actually Warcraft 2, because they added the whole, Warcraft 3, they added heroes, where you could have like the, the, the heroes of fucking Azeroth, and they had special powers, and that I didn't like. I just like building the fucking base, and, and there used to be this tactic. This is back in the fucking day, where you would you'd make your base like surrounded by forest, okay, and then so that was impassable unless they got people to chop it down, um, and then you would build farms in the entrance and exit, so they'd have to destroy the farms to get over. Like it was just crazy shit. I played the shit out of that game. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to a remastered at Diablo 2, though. You know, let's, let's that's, get that's cool. Going. That's cool, though, but I'll, I'll wait here for Diablo 2. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Look, I'm going to let you finish, but Diablo 2 was the baddest game of that ever. <laughs> Mr. Kanye fucking Blizzard. Um, yeah, so definitely, I mean, IGN here is being, um, being cute, but it's obvious that they're going to remaster all the classics. Um, which is great. That that is not a bad thing because remasters for games that are 15 years old or older is fine. It's when they remaster a game that's like three years old. Right. <laughs> you're kind of like, uh, dude, I just bought the game. Like, what are we doing? I know. You know you're so just, you're just kind of sitting there going, you know, when they're like, oh yeah, now. Well, it, it's like what Sony was Sony was doing with the whole, um, uh, oh yeah, it's been remastered to play on the PlayStation Four. It just came out right. two months ago on the PlayStation 3. So, yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, it's about damn time is really what it's kind of like. You Pretty know? much. <laughs> um, no, by the way, speaking of remasters, I just want to throw that out, throw this out here. Um, if you saw our video game new releases for this week, um, Night Trap. 25th anniversary edition came out <laughs> i saw that I was... <laughs> I was like night trap so for those that don't know night trap is um <laughs> is an old game uh and it's a like an interactive movie yeah. game which was a a genre of video games that no longer exists but it it was popular star in trek the days even had of, one yeah 
on the Borg. Was it the Borg? No. It was one with Q. You were walking around with Q There was, the there was one it. with that, and there was also, I think, Starfleet Academy, where it had, Kirk, Academy, yeah. it had Kirk and uh, Sulu in it. And I had all those games. They were fucking dope. But uh, Night Trap is not a good game. Um, <laughs> but it's it's remem- it's it's the poster child of that genre of video games. And it is overly fucking... Um, like, I think the game came out in, like, 92. Yeah. Yeah, um, ridiculous. And it is painfully obvious of the era that it was made in. Well, when I, <laughs> when I saw the... Because uh, I always go through Adam's, uh, Adam's post and touch up little things just because of... Uh, for- just technical stuff and i looked and i saw that image oh, and i excuse the fuck out of me <laughs> and i looked at it and i go what the i go did he just grab a random image and then i scroll further down I'm like oh shit you're kidding me that's coming yeah. out again <laughs> night chap so um basically if i i don't even know how much it's gonna be um i should i should look it up hold on night trap 25th anniversary um price so it's going to be i don't oh it did come out in 92 i was right god i'm good um <laughs> so for ps that's what happens when you have no life people exactly <laughs> i do have a life fuck you <laughs> with your vcr see you're living in 92 right now with your vcr and, and you fucking know it but i was like i was at goodwill and i'm like hey babe uh, I know this VCR is cool, but I really want to upgrade to a laser disc. <laughs> I saw the sta- I didn't pick it up, but I saw the Star Wars fucking VHS S collection, and I was oh, like, "Oh yeah, I'm yeah." You said that's the one you sent to me. Day. You sent that to me, yeah. and I was just like, uh, "I was like, oh my god, I think I had that." <laughs> oh yeah, the game their game originally came out for Sega CD. Mm. Um, so <laughs> it doesn't say how much it is, but if it's if it's cheap, no more than twenty bucks. Pick this fucking game up <laughs> because I've played the game. I've played it all the way through. I played because my buddy had a Sega CD and he got Night Trap for Christmas and <laughs> we played it and it's it's a terrible game. The whole genre was bad because it's just a choose your own adventure. Yeah. You're not really doing anything. Um, so but it's so fucking ridiculous <laughs> that we laughed the whole fucking time dude like it and it was a it was a technological feat because graphics at the time were at 32 bit at at best you know you had you had sonic i think sonic 3d was about as good as you were getting <laughs> um but th- this obviously it was just showing you a film so it wasn't really they didn't have to worry about graphics some of the girls in there were kind of cute too. Oh yeah, that fucking that ninety shit, you know. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to mention that. All right, moving on into comic news. Uh, DC Comics announced eight writers who will take part in its 2017 Writers Workshop, in which participants undergo a 13-week program led by Scott Snyder, All-Star Batman, Dark Knight, Metal. Uh, quote, we are entering the third year of the program. And I'm proud to say this year's class is another group of top-notch aspiring talent. Bobby Chase, DC's vice president and executive editor of Young Reader and Talent Development, said in a statement, it's heartening to see past workshop participants receive regular work at DC, and I have no doubt that Scott will empower this new class to be at the forefront of writing great stories for the comics. Snyder added, teaching this workshop has been one of the real highlights of my time at DC. I can't wait to get started again. It's an honor and thrill 
to work with such inspired and inspiring talent. Members of the 2017 class are San, uh, Sanyo Anwar from uh, Rights for 1001, Ryan Caddy, Big, Big Moose, Joe Esposito, Pawn Shop and Captain Ultimate, Ron Jeffrey, Route 3, Radio Free America, Philip Kennedy Johnson, Last Sons of America, Warlords of uh, Appalachia, and Madeline Visaggio, Kim and Kim, and Quantum Teams Go um, Are A Go. Uh, many of the graduates of the Talent Development Workshop will see their stories published in the November edition of DC's New Talent Showcase. That's pretty dope. I always like when they do stuff like this. Yeah. And then the fact that they're, you know, like heading the class is Scott Snyder, probably the one of the most prolific Batman writers you have on yes. there. That's kind of where you're like, I'm I'm taking notes, I'm video recording this, and I'm having this lady here transcribe everything you say just in case I miss something. Oh, it'd be like uh, we when we went to um, uh, who did we see? We went to his panel at Comic Con. Oh, Grant Morrison, dude. Steve Steve was making fun of me because I I held the camera for that one because I was on the outside because I don't I don't like sitting next to people I don't know. Um, and I'm on the outside and I'm holding it and I just like my mouth is open like just gawking <laughs> as he's speaking, you know, because I've I've loved his writing oh, yeah. since I was a child. You know, so it's it's well, whenever he fucking started writing, um, but yeah, I he's would, so I approachable would... too. Like the just yeah. the way he the way he interacts, he's such a he's so articulate. Even the even wish that with that heavy Irish brogue that he's got on there, um, he Scottish or Scottish, Scottish, yeah, Scottish brogue. Um, Don't make that fucking mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Not to him directly. <laughs> um, but um, but if you if you also if if you want to know more about Grant Morrison, pick up his book uh, his book Superhero Super Gods. or Super Gods, yeah. And uh, if you want to know if you want to listen if you want to read or listen if you got an audiobook, writing that is 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 so just epically it's 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 prose at that point like it's 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 poetic in the way he writes it like think about how. Um, uh, like Shakespeare was written, it's very. I'm not saying he's Shakespeare, but I'm just saying like I was gonna say, whoa, dude. <laughs> everything, everything is written in a, in a sing-songy way. Like something, it really flows off the page. That's how he writes. It's only, and you can really see it in that book. In that book, you, it's almost like it's almost like learning the history of comics because he doesn't just talk about DC. He talks about Marvel. He's written for Marvel too, which yeah, most people tend I to guess. forget. <laughs> God. <laughs> When yeah. he was in a lull, you know, he wow. wrote for Marvel. Wow, wow. <laughs> Just playing. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he really... He is more well-known for his DC stuff, though, because he right. his darker Batman. And, and his Superman but he wrote, stuff. Did, did, he, he did, did he write a um, Daredevil? Uh, I think he, he was writing X-Men. X-Men, yes. Yeah, he wrote X-Men, which fits the pantheon of, of work that he's done, the X-Men right. universe. But, uh, but he really does kind of... It's really great... Um, and personal history of comics and their characters and where they came from and how I they love fit into it. It's a great book. Yeah, I have physical that was, form that, that and was a digital. A gift. That was a gift from uh, Steve. Yeah, yeah. got me the hardcover. I fucking I crack that open every once in a while. I love it. Yeah, I have it on hard. I have hardcover and I have a digital copy. So you know when I'm yeah, on the go, you know, like I'm gonna read some. I'm gonna read some Super Gods. <laughs> right. Um, Marvel is doing something really fucking cool. So. Marvel Comics aims to teach its readers the art of drawing with a new series of uh, variant covers. Today, Marvel reveals a new variant cover promotion called How to Draw. 
which features humorous educational covers by Chip Sadarsky, uh, who is known for Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man. The art is very good in uh, that book, by the way. Uh, once I read this, I, I pulled up I pulled up some images, and I was like, oh, well, he knows what he's doing. Um, so far, Marvel has revealed five of the 20 covers included in the promotion. Uh, and if you go to our... This, this article is from IGN, but if you go to um, our show notes, you can definitely... On the lazygeeks.com, you can definitely see these. Uh, and the, 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 So the, the images are kind of funny, or the first one's funny. So they show you how to draw Black Panther... Mm-hmm. And it's all complex, and then you just shade them in black. <laughs> but but if you look at it closer, it's because it's giving a contrast. But still, but they're legit. They have step by step how to draw um, how to draw these characters, and um, it's what you would expect to see from a from an art book. But um, let's carry on here. I don't really know how to draw, so this whole thing feels quite irresponsible," said Zatarsky in Marvel's uh, press release. Uh, <laughs> okay. You're like an asshole, dude. Um, I don't know about everybody out there in Mighty Marveldom, but when I first started collecting comics, one of my hobbies was trying to draw my favorite Marvel hero and villains, said editor um, David Lewis, making a somewhat stronger case for these covers. Uh, carrying on the grand tradition of the classic how to draw comics, the mob away, um, which is an old, I forget when that used to come out. I think it was in the nineties. They were coming out. It was yeah. like books you could buy, uh, is a series of how to variants. I had by chips. Well, I had to rent it from the library and yeah. it would show you how to draw Spider-Man and, and all yeah, those. Yeah. Super cool shit. Um, one of the most unique of this fucking quotes dumb. Um, <laughs> I don't like when they quote it like seriously word for word and the dude is the type of dude that's like, um, uh, uh, um, uh, yeah. the complete list of comics that will be included in the how to draw promotion is below. So all new guardians of the galaxy, number 11, all new Wolverine, number 12, black Panther, 166, cable, 150 cap captain Marvel, 125 champions, 13 daredevil, 27 defenders, six Falcon, one Gwenpool, the unbelievable 21, Hawkeye 11, In- Invincible Iron Man 593, Mighty Thor 700, Punisher the Platoon number one, Royals 9, Spider-Gwen 25, well, I'll draw Spider-Gwen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Series of Vengeance 1, The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl 25, Venom 155, and X-Men Gold 13. So definitely look for uh, these variant covers, and they will be flying off the shelf, so show up to the store early. Um, coming this fall. Um, I'll draw fucking Squirrel Girl. Fuck yeah. <laughs> my favorite Marvel characters, Squirrel Girl and Howard the Duck. There you go. Because all Marvel's good for is some laughs. Wow. Hashtag stay hate. Not <laughs> I like Marvel. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, yeah, and to hear more of that, just listen to our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> No, our last episode, I praised Marvel. <laughs> that was a very civil conversation. That was probably one of the only civil conversations you'll ever hear in, re- like to in regards shit. to those. I um, just like to talk shit. <laughs> All right. So uh, in technology news, Microsoft first opened up its Xbox Insider Feedback Program to the public in January. And this week's, it's making it easier for people to get, get access to beta system updates. 
while you could pro previously opt out of the Xbox Xbox Insider program, uh, test build would only arrive shortly before being rolled out more broadly. Um, this is coming from The Verge. Microsoft is now simplifying its Xbox Insider groups and allowing people to pr progress through each stage to get earlier access to Xbox One dashboard software. Known previously as Ring 4, the new Omega Ring is the default for anyone signing up for the Xbox to the Xbox Insider program. It will allow participants to get a preview of the new dashboard update just before it is available broadly like before, but if enough feedback known as XP levels is provided, then testers will be able to progress to progress to the Delta Ring. The new Delta Ring will receive builds earlier and if enough feedback is provided and three months of activity, then the beta ring will be free to join. These simplified rings are a little complex and Microsoft is still restricting the top tier alpha to invite only early access. Quote, from time to time, our best data and Delta users get invited to join the alpha group, end quote. Microsoft is currently testing out its new Xbox One dashboard with a smaller group of alpha testers and is expecting to release, start releasing this to beta ring testers later this month. Microsoft is also working with game studios to provide play tests of unreleased games of, for Xbox Insiders. Sea of Thieves has been tested through this method and Paladins will be available this spring for all Xbox Insiders with an XP level of 10 or higher. I love how uh, Xbox is doing that now where you can they make it a little bit more open, like you can test the new features and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that new update that's coming pretty soon. Um, it's supposed to let you completely customize your front screen because that fucking dashboard's starting to look like a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll be happy when I can move things around a little bit. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's still cleaner than PlayStations, so. Well, you can also do more with it than PlayStations. <laughs> <laughs> that ribbon been around for a little too long, Sony. Right. Together. And that side, that side scroll, was... that side scroll went out with the uh, what uh, Super NES. <laughs> I know. Once they added folders, it was at least tolerable. Yeah. But I remember when I first bought the PlayStation, I do not like this. Yeah. Like I just, I just turned autoplay discs, and I'd put the disc in, and it would play the fucking <laughs> game. Like I just like whatever. Just close your eyes long enough to hear the game right. start up, and then... <laughs> it wasn't quite that bad, but still. You know. <laughs> Um, so this next article uh, comes directly from the lazygeeks.com uh, because we are Steve anyway. <laughs> Keeps it real. Um, if you're one of those people that have been either using the free or paid service of LastPass, then you might have received a rude awakening on Thursday. Engadget is reporting that the paid service for LastPass has doubled. The service, which originally cost you $12 a year, will be charging consumers 24 a year. Which still isn't that bad, but it still sucks. Right. Free customers will no longer have the ability of some service like unlimited sharing and emergency access, which is now moving over to the LastPass Premium and family subscribers. I actually use LastPass, um, the free one. Right. Obviously, when you break you it down, it <laughs> right. Obviously, when you break it down to two dollars a month, it doesn't seem that bad. One dollar a month sounds a lot better. <laughs> However, <laughs> that's true, Steve. <laughs> However. The price increase uh, comes after a year of LastPass security issues. Uh, most recently, a bug that affected Firefox and Chrome browsers um, allowed passwords to be stolen. Currently, with the new price increase, it seems that LastPass will be cheaper 
than some of its competitors. Dashlane will cost you $3 per month for its premium tier, while the individual plan for a one password will cost you about the same. So LastPass is cool, um, unless you let it get fucking a mess like I did. Yeah. <laughs> where I got like six passwords for each thing. Yeah, <laughs> so I, know. I, I, I really had to clean it up. Yeah, I kind of did that with that last that I was like, oh, shit. I stopped using it after after a little bit because I yeah I turned into a hot mess. And I'm you know just... what password manager I use more? The one that's built into Chrome. Really? Because it's yeah because it syncs it to my phone. Oh. Like man. last LastPass, you have to pay for premium to get it to use on the phone. Hmm. And it was great. I liked it. I like LastPass because you can look it up. You can look up your passwords and shit. Right. You can go into your vault and all that. But um. I'm th- I was actually thinking about paying that $24 a year and calling it a fucking day. Because once you pay for it, you can use everything. You yeah. know? It sucks that it doubled, but honestly, you I mean, know. It's still pretty cheap considering, you know. The only thing that is, what you said is true, is like you're going to double your price right after you just experience a year of bullshit. <laughs> I know. You know? So it, it makes it kind of funny. Because now it's like, oh, yeah, you got you you had a year. Now, oh, by the way, you're going to increase to twice that amount. Like, the fuck are you, Apple? <laughs> I know we've been having problems, but we don't push that price up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, look, you know, I I know you and I, you know, we kind of had our issues and, you know, things got a little heated and some things were said, but we meant it when we say we're doubling the price. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, wow. Okay. Now we finally, <laughs> we finally finished this. Uh, yeah. So as if you notice now by the runtime, yeah, we are a little running a little long. But like Adam said, it's two weeks worth of shit. So yep. deal with it. So I guess now it's time to talk about that hot mess that we have going on here. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think part of the problem was is I, I don't think I was physically or mentally ready to deal with this last week. Uh, so pushed it another week feel a little more comfortable you know because uh, right. god, god knows we don't want his haters on us um fuck his haters <laughs> i don't give a shit so i'm trying to get my haters up for the summer pimp. you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know over the last couple of weeks we've kind of kind of broadened our range as far as what we're talking about as far as um as far as our discussion topics um this one kind of came up Simply because just, you know, and some people might think like, well, why is it coming up on yours? Aren't you guys talking about geek news? This is geek news because he uses the Internet and he uses the Internet as a weapon as. Yeah, really as a weapon. And and in what he what he promotes and what he does is everything that Adam and I pretty much either one stand against or ridicule like anything. Um, and also, so I want to add this real quick. We are not here to say um, that the left is wrong or the left is right or the right is wrong or the or the, or the right is right. Um, <laughs> uh, we're talking about extremism. We're talking about each side has their extremists. Right. You know, the 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 liberals definitely have the the social justice warriors, the hardcore that make no fucking sense, and the Republicans have theirs as well. Um, so this would be on the Republican end of, uh, of a crazy 
just over the fucking top, dude. And, like, and at the same token, you know, more to to what uh, uh, definitely to what Adam's saying is that we're not promoting one side or the other. We're, no. we're not by 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 talking about this. We are talking about someone who is dangerous to let me to 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 just people at large or people that don't know any better. Let me let me also point out. And I'm going to say something that's going to be the most controversial thing we say in this episode, okay? So I want all of you to take a deep breath, sit down, relax, and really brace yourself. Both Republicans and Democrats have good and bad points. Right. I just dropped the mic on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so that Podcast if, if, over. You're welcome. <laughs> and when you have a rational um, Democrat and a rational Republican have a discussion with each other, they'll they'll have a good discussion which but, is few but, and far between nowadays because of the way the, 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 the media perpetuates anything it's, it's and and he is part of the problem right now keep in mind that he's he you know a lot of his beliefs do stem from small uh or the 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 i guess the better way to say is the 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 poison that he promotes stems from you know common more you know general impressions of the way the world is you know like you know phony me you know phony media you know and, and by this point you should know we're talking about alex jones um <laughs> <laughs> you can check out my stuff at infowar dot you you can't find it what the fuck you're looking for even if you try to search dot dot com uh. um, <laughs> and uh what he with him he perpetuates the the alt-right you know that 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 he is you know um everything that that he says he promotes the heavy the far far right-leaning side which is and even even saying that is to me a little bit of a stretch you know saying far right because believes conspiracy theories you know he you know he has you know uh uh views about um NASA and Big Brother and the uh, the subjugation of white people. Basically, every conspiracy theory you've heard, he believes. It's a contradiction of sorts. <laughs> right, yeah. And and another thing, too, is, you know, how he likes to say, oh, you know, the mainstream media, blah, 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 blah. You know, the mainstream media is this, the mainstream media is that. We're not trying to disprove that because anybody with a rational mind knows the mainstream media has an agenda. Now, of right. course, his links up with the great, you know, the the great conspiracy, the great, um, you know, sinister uh, uh, conspiracy that, you know, the the government is run by the Illuminati and, you know, and, and all of that. But any rational and Adam and I know, yeah, media, the media is not free and clear. And that even goes for the Internet, because when you get the mainstream media they have one agenda it's called ratings which leads to ad revenue which leads to more money that's what they have so they're only going to perpetuate whatever side they agree on fox we know has has right leanings we know msnbc has left leanings and cnn tries to tries to trot that middle of the road but they just fail badly at it and you know they're pretty much just they're they're pretty much a hot mess now you know, they're just trying to go for the ratings because they see saw what worked for Fox and that's what they were trying to do and failed miserably at that. But to kind of give a little bit of the, the thing is, is that you'll hear, you know, like John Oliver, 
um, did a bit recently where he talks about, you know, Alex Jones being, he's like the ShamWow guy in, in a lot, yeah. in, a, in his show. If you've ever tried or ever attempted to listen, because I'm assuming people that listen to us have some dose of common sense and no bullshit when they see it. He is one of those guys that if you, his shows are four fucking hours long. It's ridiculous. So it's so Steve, hard. Steve picked, Steve picked this topic, and I was all for it. And Until I had he never, listened to it. <laughs> never listened to his show before, so I'm like, all right, I'll pull it up, you know. And I looked at the the runtime. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, I have to listen to this drivel for fucking four hours. Ridiculous. And he just goes on and on and on. It never fucking ends. And and it's exactly what Steve is saying. I mean, basically, he's he's a evangelist, but instead of pushing religion, he's pushing politics. Yes, his political his political leanings he, and conspiracies tied within. And he's got great charisma. He knows how to pull in that that attention. That uh, that yeah, that just any but any charismatic speaker that you would come across. That's what you would you would expect to to get from him. Now, I do have to. I do have to say that too. I was paying attention. Yeah. Like I, I, I was actually finding it difficult to because I was listening to it at work. And there were a few times where I was finding it difficult to concentrate on my work because he's he does speak in a, in a certain cadence and and way where you listen. You don't necessarily believe everything he's saying, but you'll you'll listen to what he's saying. And that's the thing because like I was listening because um, you know we're recording this on Sunday, which is the day after the whole. Um, uh, uh, incident in Virginia happened with the white supremacists and, and all of that. And we'll get to that in a, in a, in a moment. But of course, you know, he jumped on and did his whole thing about saying how he called it and how it was a false flag incident. Yeah. Um, that it was staged because for some reason they did this so they can invoke martial law in Virginia, which he never goes any further as to why they would just that they wouldn't do that and for a lot of people that listen to him that's all they need that's all they need to hear because then they go he's right that's all they want but you never know why they wanted to do that like, there's no logical reason to have martial law suddenly in virginia yeah and in a small town in virginia where right. at the same time it's like no if they're gonna do that they're gonna do it in places like oh i don't know new york boston chicago miami right. los angeles san francisco places huge a that, major hub in the country <laughs> that where you can actually get that kind of thing going but um and you know he's you know and i was listening to him and a lot of the things he says cat um conspiracy catchphrases um but there was always a there was some just enough truth to make you listen and then that's where you can kind of switch yeah. on or off there is just he enough hooks you, he hooks you in he does because he starts off by by telling you something that is accurate mm -hmm. and makes sense and then slowly he starts to go into a conspiracy and i will say this and i'm not saying that steve or i are some fucking savants but if <laughs> if you're not used to hearing people that are selling you fucking snake oil right. all the time you you can get caught up in it mm -hmm. and it will at the very least make you go look it up somewhere else and then there's the internet is all about every side is purported to be fucking accurate right you just have to find the right website and, you know and if someone's already coming at it where they already have fears of, of these things because they're not informed 
it's very easy for them to fall down that rabbit hole. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. And, and with the help of YouTube, you know, you can fall down that rabbit hole very, very, very easily. Um, so as, as opposed to just jumping into why he is, uh, I just kind of want to get a little history on, on, um, on Alex Jones. Um, he is considered a, a, uh, a far right. He's a radio show host, a filmmaker, if you can call him that, a writer and a conspiracy theorist. Um, he bashes anyone who calls him a conspiracy theorist, he, you know, because he's, you know, he, according to a lot of people that, that get labeled as conspiracy theorists, they always bash as to, um, well, yeah, because they're using that because that's the, the, the name that comes up to immediately disapprove of whoever, you know, you want to disprove whoever you're talking about. Well, to, to him, it's the truth. It's not a conspiracy. Right. And and that's the thing is, is that, you know, if somebody believes something's going to happen, it's going to have a very difficult time getting them not to believe it because that's what they believe. That's right. why, you know, anytime you have that's why usually with most unless I can have a valid, conver uh, not a valid, a um, level headed conversation with something, I'll never discuss politics or religion with anyone. Simply because when you discuss that, you start you start. If you question it or have a, a different viewpoint, it's attacking someone's person. It's attacking their beliefs. Right. And then suddenly it, it, logic goes out the window. Well, it's funny, too, because um, for those and, and not having a logical mind and a more passionate mind is not a bad thing. I mean, we need those people, too. Um, it doesn't mean you're dumb. But a lot of a lot of people who don't who aren't skilled in conversation and they aren't skilled at hearing the opposite and then being able to defend theirs it, they've actually done studies where when someone attacks someone who isn't very skilled in debate um one of their core values they the fight or flight yeah. um response is triggered in the in, in the head and you go into this defensive mode where you're not you are now not absorbing information anymore you're just waiting for them to stop speaking so you can tell them why they're wrong right and, and now you're just having a shouting match. And and most people are like that nowadays because no everyone's used to instant information. They they don't want to hear it, you know, and, and stuff like that. So that's why the world's going to shit. <laughs> and, and, and a lot of times, a lot of times when these conspiracy theories arrive in um, – and we're not going to totally talk about all conspiracy theories. But the reason why conspiracy theories tend to arrive is because we do live in that environment and we also are engaged in a society where 24-hour news – has to have something new otherwise people are going to tune out and they don't right. want to do that so a lot of times they're going to they're going to they're going to say oh well we have these tweets of these people saying they heard this they heard that or what have you and the problem with that is that people register things differently where people say oh it sounded like a gunshot oh that means there was a second shooter you think there was another shooter there you think there was then suddenly that becomes a thing then when they dis when they disclaim that then it's a conspiracy theory because well people if you and and when you watch these videos like, well you have like countless other people saying they heard gunshots and then suddenly the government's saying that so obviously it's a uh, false flag operation you know it was and it moves incredibly quickly and it and nothing ever gets pulled back even the mainstream media the mainstream media is always always great at dishing out their judgment but when they're wrong they never pull back i was actually nope. i was actually watching the the 90s on cnn and they were talking about uh the uh the uh olympic park bombing that the, was it oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and they they immediately turned on the guy that discovered the bomb uh and uh and 
tr- and the media, you know, they said, well, we're looking at him, and then suddenly the media is calling him the bomber. Oh, he did it to to legitimize himself, blah blah blah. And then when the government said, like, oh yeah, he's no longer a suspect, the media plastered all over, ruined the guy's life. Because unfor- unfortunately, news was better when it was only written down. And yeah. and the reason I and I've said this many times throughout throughout the seven years that we've been recording the podcast, if you're going to get your if you want to get the news it's better to read it and and the reason being is televised news is so quick they don't have time to fact check well they do but they don't want to right because because it's just have to be first they have to be first any and anytime you hear this just in 90 percent of the time it's going to be incorrect right or it's or it's going to be just some kind it might get it right but they're just guessing they've heard something you know and the news is not for rumors you know, you're you're supposed to. It's called integrity. You know, I mean, and 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 televised news does not have it anymore. A lot of written news doesn't have it anymore, as newspapers are becoming less and less relevant. Right. But a lot of these websites um, are definitely stepping their game up. Not a website for a television network. Right. They're just going <laughs> to echo the same shit. But there, I can't really think of any right now. But even some of the tele, like BBC, is very good. Uh, Reuters is very good. You know, stuff like that. Something that doesn't that doesn't express opinion within the story, um, unless it specifically says it's an opinion piece, right? An editorial or something like that, you know. But now okay. and nowadays you can't even tell. I mean, shit. Even BuzzFeed does stories about products they're selling on the website. You know that, that BuzzFeed could suck a dick. If, you, if you're getting <laughs> any news from BuzzFeed, you don't deserve to be informed. You don't fucking know what the hell's going on. Uh, so, anyway, back to back to Alex Jones. Uh, he, of course, hosts the Alex Jones Show from Austin, um, which it airs on the Genesis Communi- Communications Network, also a shortwave radio station, and online. Uh, his shows are streamed. Like, we actually found it on Stitcher. Uh, yeah, it's it, on pretty much any podcast yeah, um, pretty, network. Yeah, because it's... It's the empire he's got going on. Yeah, there. he definitely does. Um, he's been... He's had... He's been at the center of a lot of con- controversies in the wake of certain statements that he made, like the false flag operation of Sandy Hook, um, saying that, uh, you know, adding support to the conspiracy theories for Sandy Hook, that it was an argument against gun control. Uh, he accused the government, of course, being behind Oklahoma City, 9-11, the yeah. fake moon landings. Be- oh, Any. No, but, but here's here's this part. The, the, the fake moon landings to hide NASA's secret technology. Right. That's where he goes a it's, step further. It's more and more ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's it, and none of it. I think it's sometimes I feel bad for NASA because if you're really paying attention, NASA's kind of like that really sweet girl that you knew in school that used to bring or even at work. They right. used to bring cookies for everybody. Right. But everybody you know, and like, stuff like shits that. on her. And she was always nice. But then people behind her back is like, she's probably a fucking slut. You know what I mean? Like that. that's basically NASA. Like right. NASA's trying to do good for the world and they and they they can't even they can't even be um trustworthy enough for some people to say that the world's round right <laughs> you know like come on guys nasa leave nasa alone that cute little rover <laughs> i know on right? Mars, singing happy birthday to itself all by itself <laughs> oh my god that was so sad that hit me in the feels and when it's when it's its birthday it sings happy birthday to itself and then the picture of that dude with the single tear you're like oh, I, I feel it dude. i feel it um anyway so jones got his start actually oddly enough in a live call-in 
public access cable show. I'm not surprised. I know, because that's usually where you start with that shit. Then eventually right. he moved in the late 90s. He moved into a radio show, um, you know, uh, uh, called The Final Edition. Uh, Ron Paul, who was running for Congress, was a guest on his show several times. So that kind of tells you a little bit about Ron Paul. Uh, and uh, in his... Well, Ron, pa Ron Paul's... A, um... Ron Paul's interesting. <laughs> he's, he's an interesting person. Yes, I know. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where you're kind of like, he's like, he's one of those guys that you listen to. And you're like, okay, I kind of dig. Then he starts going a little off the resume. You're like, okay, now I'm out. <laughs> because, well, the know. thing is, is that Alex Jones, what he, who he says he is politically and who he actually is are two different things. Like he's claimed to be a libertarian. He is not a fucking oh, libertarian. Not at all. Libertarians don't, hate the government <laughs> like this alex jones fears the government he yeah. might not say he does but he does he thinks any situation he thinks the government is trying to kill him or right. steal something from him or lie to him you know and stuff like that yes our government is pretty inept sometimes but they're not trying to murder us all right <laughs> you know well one thing that was interesting in, in, in doing my research when he he was surprisingly enough he's divorced um and uh, yeah and uh he has two kids with his ex-wife and his ex-wife filed for sole custody and you know and basically stated that you know he you know he uh uh what was it that he she used that he you know she's concerned because of his his you know radical behavior and that he i think threatened a member of congress and stuff like that and um you know and she feared for her child's well her children's well-being because of his behavior and his lawyer had said oh he's just playing a character he, he described him he, he said like oh he's a performance artist i think was the word that he used and oh he's just playing a character and um but i, I can i i can believe that yeah but the thing was is that in court jones said he he denied that he's playing a character he called him he called himself a he's like a bona fide the, like the, i'm the real mccoy and everybody knows that guess what he lost <laughs> here's the situation i i this is what i believe when it comes to that and and it's it's the old saying that if you if you tell a lie long enough you start believing it yourself oh yeah and and i do i do believe that he probably was just a conservative republican at one point and then he noticed if he said certain things, people would pay attention to him. Yeah. And then now he believes it. It's an old song and dance. We've all seen it before. Exactly. The it's problem... nothing... Oh, go ahead. This is nothing fucking new. Like yeah. I said earlier, the snake oil salesman, yeah. the, the TV evangelist, like the, people have been fucking claiming to know great truths that they need to share with us. And for only five payments of 1998, <laughs> you too can know. Like this, this has been going on for, as I'm sure a caveman tried to sell another caveman a fucking rock and told oh, him yeah. it was magic. And you and, know, so and, it, and what he always claims is that you know he he's he's basically claiming that he's always like you know I'm I'm the voice of I'm the voice of the right and and you should you know you know he's you know it's funny because I can actually listen to Glenn Beck more than I can listen to this guy. And Glenn, well, Glenn, Beck gets, Glenn Beck, and Beck sometimes makes more sense. Glenn Beck is a little bit more intelligent, <laughs> so you can tell you can tell that Glenn Beck. And while he he's does, a, he is a bit of a showman too. He's a bit of a showman, of course, but you have to be. Right. I mean, the, the, the Democrats got their showmans too, you oh, know. Yeah. 
But Glenn Beck, at least, I, I believe that he believes what he's saying. Yeah. Like, I believe Glenn Beck actually legitimately researches his, his stuff and says, this is how I feel this is going down. Like, he doesn't talk about fucking conspiracies. He's just talking about the economy and shit. You know, he's just, he's just a pretty firm um, Republican about it. Right. You know what I mean? So, uh, so moving, uh, going back to, to like his, like a lot of his early shows when he had his uh, radio show, um, he talked about, you know, the government was behind the Oklahoma City bombing and it was using that incidence to, to put down the growing states' rights movements. And that, you know, and he released his first film called America Destroyed by Design. Um, and that's kind of what they kind of keep using in regards to, like, the whole situation that happened in Virginia was states' rights because they're pulling down a Confederate statue because, you know, they're... And, and I saw a meme today, which was great, because they keep saying, you know, Democrats, you guys need to get over it. You lost. But yet these are the guys that are running Confederate flags. And I was like, yeah, so did you. So you can kind of get over... That whole Confederate or, thing. Or the Nazi flags. I actually <laughs> made a post, a post today. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, actually. Um, it was a it was a post of some GIs, World War Two, mm -hmm. and they were hold. They were our our guys, uh, United States, and they were holding a Nazi flag. And and the tag said, "The only time it's acceptable to hold a Nazi flag is when you take it in battle." Right. Um, and uh, it was funny too because I've seen that picture try to be used like, "Oh, look at these Nazis." It's like, no. It's, <laughs> Look at the uniforms. Right. Yeah, I know. Um, They're on a tank. Yeah, it's like cool. I, I posted. I posted that with a comment, and I don't usually comment on the on the uh, the current fucking nonsense. Like because I like to absorb the information. I like to see what's going on. But it was pretty obvious what's going on. And the only comment I made was, "You can't be, or it's impossible to be a proud American, oh right, and a, a Nazi. Nazi at the same time." Yeah. They're two completely conflicting ideologies. So anyone who claims to be a neo-Nazi or a Nazi and also an American is a fucking moron. Yeah. Like it's not even it's not even uh, oh everyone has is entitled to their opinion. Yeah, they're entitled to their opinion even though it's grossly incorrect <laughs> because they're holding these flags where it's like the American flag and then like a Nazi symbol on front. And I'm like, I'm sorry, did I did, did I slip through a fucking portal and sliders? Am I in a different fucking dimension well, now? It's also like that. Um, and I shared, I, I retweeted something Matt Myra said on um, on or that he had uh, posted on um, on Twitter, which was a picture from Star Trek: The Next Generation, and it has Riker pointing, and it says, uh, "Oh, Captain, this is from the twenty the twenty first century when they use the word nationalism as another word for Nazi." And right. I was like, nationalism doesn't make sense because no. our nation was not found on Nazi fascism, you know, or Nazi idealism. And that's my point is it's the way America is. Go read the Declaration of Independence <laughs> if you have it. OK. And if you live in this country and you have it, you're fucking you're fucking up. Now, if you live in this country, most likely you haven't. Right. Mm. Um, read the Declaration of Independence. Read how our government is just structured. Take just, a government and, class. <laughs> and just kind of gloss over the fact that there's that little swatch stick next to George Washington's name. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that'll um, get people to that'll get people to list, look at it. Now they're flipping through books. But mm -hmm. if if you look at the history and, and I, I know all this history. I, I did grow up in Boston, so it's kind of shoved down your throat in elementary school. My my high school age daughter is learning 
U.S. history that I learned in fifth grade. You know, <laughs> so it's um, it's painfully obvious that fascism does not fit into our not only our government structure but our society as a whole. The way America is, it doesn't fit. Which is why we had a cold war, right. like that. That kind of stuff. I'm not saying communism and fascism is the same, but I just mean stuff that lacks freedom doesn't work here. Yeah, you know. And and I think it's um hilarious. It's not hilarious. It's it's funny in in, in a in a in a in a terrifying way. Yeah. When I see what's going on, and then um. There was a there was a uh, reporter I can't remember his name or who he was from but he he tweeted that he asked uh, Trump's representative um, on the in the um, I forget what the representatives called but whoever they talked to to get news from the president um, they asked him you know how do you feel about the violence happening um, in Virginia and his only answer was well the Black Lives Matter movement has done that and more so and I'm like fuck you right you know that first of all that's not an answer so suck a dick second you can't do that yeah. you can't go on the other side of the spectrum and go well they're doing it do yeah. i really have to say you, two you, wrongs don't make a right you you, like, you expect that from the talking heads that you see on tv news filling up the 24-hour blocks you expect that from them because that's what that's why they're there whenever you i get see news broadcasting like we're brought in our expert panels bullshit they're expert panelists you got a guy who has a blog and another guy that has a radio show what do you think's going to happen they're they're going to argue they're going to argue their points nobody's going to make anything the newscaster is going to sit there and say you know they're going to they're going to show their left-leaning side because they're going to stop one guy to let the other guy speak but when the side that they don't agree with is going to be able to talk over the other person and then any time that they say, well, the news media doesn't cover, then they'll that's when they'll step in and go, we actually talked about that last week, you know, for a quick minute. Did you watch that 15 second blur? We talked about that for for that time. And you you get you get that. And that's not debate. That's right. not that. That's not a, a, a way you're supposed to actually discuss the situation. That's what you expect from you expect from tv but when you get to the you know and, and the, the problem is too is that you know you have all these sides playing politics and here's the big thing that i have with this whole thing is everybody is talking about well why didn't um, why didn't uh, trump you know denounce the, the the kkk because it's not politically viable for him to denounce that because that was part of the base that got him elected but the same thing goes for well why didn't you know you know and, and but this is the same group that attacked obama for not you know, denouncing Muslim groups, extremist Muslim groups as terrorist groups. And it's like, because he was playing politics too, because, right. oh, well, I can't do that because then I'm going to alienate the Muslim people. So that's going to hurt the Democratic Party. Politicians, politicians have to play a, a certain game. Right. Um, and but I feel as president, it shouldn't that that and but that's just me and being, you know, no, logical no. and ideological, you know, uh, Idealist, very, very much idealist. Because yeah. I feel the same way. Like you, you should your be president able... should embody goodness, <laughs> right? He <laughs> should know? be able to say no. That extremist groups that commit crimes against other people should should not be endorsed. We should not deal with that in any fashion, whether they're right. from Islamic. Because you know, and then the problem is, is that oh yeah, you know when you know here's a guy who denounces 
you know, newscasters and, uh, uh, you know, companies and talk shows and people that don't like him. But when you have an attack on a, on a, on a, uh, mosque, he doesn't say anything about that here. You have this, he just says, Oh, well, there's enough trouble on both sides. That's basically saying, well, they do it. So it's, it's kind of okay. So both sides need to calm down. It's like, no, no, no. When you're dealing with Nazism or fascism, that, that, that has no place here. I have a uh, well perfect example. I mean, it, uh, the president of the United States or any politician should feel safe to denounce anything that goes starkly against core American values, which is acceptance of uh, every, every walk of life that isn't fucking violent or calling for hate. So the president should be anti-hate. Number one, and that's one thing Obama did very well. But then, yes, yet again, um, Obama got criticized um, when he went to that funeral for one of the um, one of the people that got shot by a cop. Mm, yeah, because now they're like, oh, okay, so he's against cops. See, the the, <laughs> the problem is that our society is so fucking jumpy that they don't see what's actually going on. And then you, you but, know, and the thing is, is that because everything is so polarized. You know, they're doing something that you don't like. Automatically, that's an attack against right. them, against well, who's, you. Who's that um, football player? Kurt Patrick is his name. Oh, Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Thank you. Um, you know, he likes to take a knee during the the national anthem to to um, display his uh, his dislike of of the way the society's going, and people fucking go ape shit. And say he should fucking leave the country, blah, blah, blah. But wait a minute. Weren't these the same people that were complaining about Black Lives Matter when they were being violent in the street and they were causing problems? He's protesting. He's allowed to do that. Yeah. There's nowhere in the Constitution that says you must stand during the, the national anthem. He's he's doing, a, he's doing a peaceful protest. There's nothing wrong with him. I've seen it now that he lost his job at the NFL. Okay. The NFL was tired of the fucking negative press. I get it. Okay. That's a business decision. So he, he gets let go. Now they're talking, people are talking about, oh, fuck yeah, hell yeah, I'm glad he lost his job. This is the same guy that donates his his, his money to, to to kids in need. A, this is a decent human being. You might not agree with what he's saying, but people don't care about that. They care about polarizing the issue and simplifying it to black and white. Well, because, you know, and I don't well, mean race-wise. I just mean like, well, the you know. Is, is nowadays, because of the fact that, and, and it, it can all be stemmed back to, you know the the polarization of of society and everything becomes a political agenda regardless of you know what it is you know people make a comment and then you have that vocal minority that goes ahead and comes against you for saying that then suddenly you have to issue an an apology or you know and it's just like it's a little it's ridiculous it's gotten to a point where it's just utterly ridiculous and it's both sides of the um, both sides of the conversation that that need to just calm the fuck down because what we're having is and this is and this to this point is you know one of the reasons why i actually want and we're kind of getting off topic a little bit of of of, you know our, our actual topic but the big thing that that i have with this is that the quote unquote silent minority which nixon you know commented on uh you know back in uh back during the watergate time can't be silent anymore you're right. you're having both sides you're having you know roosters run the hen house 
you know right you're you're allowing them to take over the conversation so all the people that claim to be tired of it are not doing anything to shut these people up or shut these people down you have extreme right and extreme left extreme right telling you oh the government's false flagging they're they're trying to take out our rights they're trying to do this and then you have you know the alt left that's saying that everybody should be treated equal even criminals have more rights than than victims and and um you know the government shouldn't um you know the government should make rules for everything and should tell us how to live our lives and you know but at the same time make us all equal and which in and of itself they're very contradictive possibility they're, they're the democratic party is very contradictive and the the alt and the and the the republican party is very much um big business big business everything's good and behind on the times and, 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 and a yeah, lot of and things. a lot of things they're living the in the 50s but when, when it comes to social issues and and the and the problem is is an, and and what i've been going through on my research of alex jones is the fact that you know because he is using the internet he is using the 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 formula and the and the shows which are coming out as podcasts he's in he's inflecting infecting the young people that utilize those situations and to kind of give you an even broader sense of what it is this is the same dude who built a new davidian church as a memorial for all the ones that died in that siege in waco you know and you know he you know he's you know uh he you know claims that the the branch davidians were peaceful people who were murdered by the government and even though that you know koresh was you know hanging with underage girls you know that type of thing you have um in 2001 he said you know basically what we've always joked about 9-11 was an inside job uh that uh the bush administration was behind the attacks and 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 at that point is when the 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 stations that were carrying his radio shows started to not carry him anymore because at that time when you're coming out after 9-11 and saying that oh you know this is you know it was an inside job things like that everybody was still raw you know that's when the patriot act came into play and, and all um, the heavy security was allowed and stuff like that um you know you you have that whole thing and then suddenly you know people are just like whoa 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 you need to back the fuck off um, and then uh, what ended up happening is eventually he ended up his contract was never renewed for his radio show because of the fact that they you know told him hey you need to kind of lay off the the whole 9-11 thing the, the high conspiracy tone you know you need to kind of lay off that and so he left his show but of course he told people you know that they wanted me to tape my show, but of course I'm not going to do that because I'm the real deal, you know. And uh, and then of course he went on online and started doing on um, on the internet and the proliferation of the internet. He just was allowed. And the thing that's the thing is is that because and I'm not saying we need to monitor the internet or anything like that because you, you just can't do that. Um, well, and I, and and I did want to say too, like as much as I disagree with. Um, Alex Jones, that's his name, right? I always yeah. forget his name. Alex Jones, um, and as much as I feel that um, what he what he what he, he preaches basically is negative and, and stuff like that, I would never say that he's not allowed to say it because we have freedom of speech here, right. you know. And, and and that's one of our that's a freedom that people have died for, 
you know, so I, I would never I would never say that he's not allowed to say um, what he wants to say. But we always have to remember freedom. Freedom of speech goes both ways. Yeah. You know, if he if he wants to say whatever he wants to say, that's fine. Well, I, I most certainly have a fucking response. And I think anyone who does have a response should say it. Yeah. You know, there's there's no reason that if, if you think that Alex Jones is an idiot, tell him, you know what? I think you're an idiot <laughs> because you're free to say that. You know, you just can't threaten him. Right. Um the I did want to put this out there before I forget. So Alex Jones being all uh, all right, seems to be very religious. He, he uses uh, he, the Bible and uh, like get behind me, Satan, like that kind of saying. Put your foot lot. down on him. Yeah, because because that's what he's trying to get. He's trying to get that alt religious. Right. Exactly. Um, and he listening to him and how he spends 50 percent of the time uh of any of his shows, this four hour shows, by the way, and, and at least half of his show is, uh, um, promotion for things they're selling on their website. Right. And it's because the shit they're selling you in the stores is bad for you. His is all right. And it's all bullshit. Um, and definitely go, uh, John Oliver did a bit on him that we watched. It's brilliant. You, you, if, if you just want to, John Oliver is great for a sum up of of a situation and he definitely sums up alex jones perfectly um but i i was reminded of a of one of my favorite bible quotes which i know is funny coming from me <laughs> but i thought it was perfect so i was just going to read it real quick and of course when reading anything from the bible you have to say what bible you're using yeah so i'm using the new american bible this is catholic bible american catholic bible essentially um and I think this goes perfectly for him. And the funny thing is, he would probably say that this goes perfectly for who he hates. Mm-hmm. But we all know the truth. Beware, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but underneath are ravenous wolves. By their fruits, you will know them. Um, and I don't need to read the rest. You, if Anyone with any salt knows that fucking quote. Right. But basically, beware of false prophets. They, 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 they pretend to be your friend. And they're actually tricking you into something. And, and yeah, we could say, oh, well, maybe he makes a good point. Maybe he knows things we don't know. First of all, he's just a citizen of the United States. He ain't special. So it's not like he's privy to information that we don't, we're not all uh, have access to. And just the fact that of the self-promotion and the money grabbing and the fear that he uses um, to try to get you to believe in things. I could hear it. I could hear it in everything he was saying. He might have said it in a calm voice. Right. But he was trying to get me to be afraid because a, a person who is afraid is easier to manipulate. Right. And, and there's a formula to it that he's using that, that, you've, that you've heard thousands of times before from any other charlatan is, is they, they tell you a little bit of truth to hook you in. Then they, start, then they start with the climax, which is all the shit you should be terrified of. And then they tell you the solution yeah. that they have. And I could hear that in almost every single point he was trying to make. And as soon as I hear something like that, I know right off the boat, like, where's the snake oil at and what's it going to cure? Right. And that's you the know? thing. And the beautiful thing about what he does and the and and with this and um, is the fact that when you're dealing with conspiracy, it doesn't matter if you're right or not. Because every, every time somebody will say, it's not true, we have this, oh, it's doctored, it's all that. We've shown you the information. We've shown you everything that you can do. This is, it's all false. We, we know the truth. Suddenly it's like, you, you can't, 
you can't rationally argue with people that are fans of his because what he says is gospel you know he, they he's, believe he, it because it makes them feel good he's that fire and brimstone um preacher that rolls into a small town gets everybody all fired up and then he's off you know fu fucking the hot little waitress that he met at the restaurant you know right and so some of the things and this is why he's really kind of dangerous because up until recently we started seeing people take these matters into their own hands um you have you know like i mentioned before all the 9-11 and stuff like that um he also claimed that uh, uh that a convicted con man scheme to take over a long vacant um would-be for-profit prison in montana was part of a fema plot to detain u.s citizens in concentration camps um he uh uh, he was he's also uh, claiming that the Khan Sheikhoun chemical attack was a hoax um, in, uh, in uh, earlier this year he had to um, he got hit with a lawsuit by the owners of the comic ping pong pizzeria I don't know if you guys remember that or not but that was the whole Pizzagate conspiracy theory where it was um, he said that uh, they had a child sex ring that was happening in that pizzeria that Hillary Clinton was that knew about and that they people would go there and have it have sex with underage children there and it ended up with some dude with a rifle going over there because he heard this conspiracy theory and went to check it out for himself and free the children that were locked up in there and and that's 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 the scary thing yeah is the you have two types of people in this world i know you hear that a lot but for this <laughs> for this topic this is the two types of people i refer to you have those that think for themselves and those that look for someone to think for them and unfortunately all through human history the majority is those who look for people to think for them so that man with the rifle in his mind he was being righteous yeah. he didn't stop to think <laughs> If there was an illegal sex ring that is so well known that okay. someone is broadcasting it to the entire planet, don't you think the cops would get involved? You think, but because it was it was part of Hillary Clinton's thing, right, you know that right, was the whole thing. Right. That's why it got out. And he he this man could have he could have murdered everybody in that fucking exactly. Spot. I mean, he walked it. This place was open for business with a gun. I mean, you know, and uh, the owner you know filed a lawsuit demanding an apology and a retraction of the role in the whole Pizzagate thing. And under Texas law, Jones Hat was given a month to comply and or be subject to a libel suit. And then uh, the next month, he apologized for um, for that conspiracy theory and retracted the allegations. He later this year um, and then later this year, the uh, Chobani Yogurt Company filed a lawsuit against um, against um, Alex Jones for claiming that the company's factory in Idaho which employs refugees was connected to a 2016 child sexual assault and the rise of in tuberculosis cases. Again, he eventually issued an apology and retracted the allegations in May. Because he doesn't care if it's seen as truth. The job, yeah. the damage is already done. His job is already done. He wants to ri get a rise out of people so they listen to the next episode, so they buy his merchandise, so they blah, 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 blah. It's the same reason why that fucking slick looking uh, TV evangelist has like a one point two million dollar house. Right. No one sees that. Like they, they they're fo well, people see it, but their followers, they turn a blind eye to it. They don't see the bullshit. Yeah. 
because it doesn't it doesn't make them feel warm and fuzzy inside. Something that my grandfather used to always tell me, and it sticks to me sticks with me today, is question everything, especially things you already think are true. Right. And and if if everyone would just do that, <laughs> we wouldn't have these problems. If something if if you if someone tells you something, like and they purport it to be the truth. It doesn't matter what it fucking is. It could be what the best ice cream flavor is. And and you your immediate response is, wow, that solves a lot of problems for me. Like, I feel so much better. Stop. <laughs> Take two steps back and go, I need to think more critically. Right. If it's tapping into emotions, you're probably being fucking shit on right at that moment. Like anything that's that's what you don't see scientists looking like rock stars because scientists are just telling you things that are happening. Right. They don't they're, they're not out there to, to look cool. You know, so that's why science always gets a bad rap because the people that are trying to get you to do other things are looking cool about it. You know, they, they look like they know some kind of secret. Alice Jones don't know shit that you can't look up yourself, that you can't read, that you can't research. But then he he peppers that with and everything you see on the Internet that tells you something to the contrary. That's fake. Right. You know, so it's basically saying you're going to have to trust me because I know better. And it just goes back to people want a leader. Yeah. And that's fine. We need leaders. Right. <laughs> you know, that's how humans are. You know, anarchy is not a not a fucking option. Right. You know, but you you have to pick your leaders very carefully. Like, like we, a lot of people don't like Trump. He is the leader of the free world, technically. He's not the leader of your fucking mind. Right. You know, he's not the leader of society, American society. He's just the leader of the government. Which a lot of Europe, a lot of Europeans understand more than Americans do. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard a lot of interviews with, um, I think, uh, and I think this might get me some hate mail, but just to bring a point up, uh, Vladimir Putin was was in an interview and they asked him and he he legit said he, to the effect of because i don't remember the exact quote but he said i know the american people are a proud and great people but their leaders are tricking them in certain things their leaders are telling them things to get political clout well the thing especially is especially during an election season this, this is when he was talking right and this is and to be honest that's something we should already know if that yes. offends you if that offends you where the fuck are you living? Because that is the way of the world. We've had movies about this. We've had news reports about this. You know, it, it's it's just the way it is. But because suddenly, you know, this is, you know, because, oh, well, you know, who is he to say that from us? He comes from a country that does that. It's like, you know, come on, give me a break. But to, to put a final, a final note on this is the reason that, it was this this was chosen as a topic was uh and even more so now because you know now he's classifying as a false flag operation which is you know for those of you that may have heard the term but don't really know what it is it's basically uh what they said with sandy hook too yeah that it's a it's a government set up situation that didn't happen no one died you know no one you know did this that and the other thing and um, that it was just to get the government to push their agenda, like in and Sandy. And Sandy Hook was the whole thing yeah. about gun control, which we all saw took off really well. And the same he, thing he, he here. came under a lot of fire for that Sandy Hook because children died. Yeah, and he makes and light he, of it. He well, told they, everyone he's like, "Oh, they didn't really die. It's all bullshit." It's, for a, gun it's the same thing with um, 9/11. You know, right? He, it's like 
he's over there saying that you know it was a, it's a false flag those weren't um i've even heard other ones that are saying those were drone planes they weren't real right. planes it's like well then where are the people that were on it what about the people that died where would they take it with what like, were listen. they summarily assassinated it's like you're taking to push your agenda and and a psychologist once said they goes the reason people come up with these conspiracy theories is because they their mind is unable to process an easy ran- answer to ran- random acts of random acts of violence right you know it doesn't fit in their reality yeah that there's always something happens for a reason like you always hear that phrase well something happens it always happens for a reason no it's it sometimes it doesn't you know right you know in in some instance you know if oh this happened and then eventually two years down the line you end up you know achieving your goal you can't sit there and say oh well if that didn't happen you wouldn't have got to this point you don't know that yeah, it's, the the universe is random. Yeah, you know you and the. I remember when the Sandy Hook thing was going on, and I was I actually got angry, and I usually don't with news. I usually just kind of glaze over it. But you have murdered children oh, yeah. that we're talking about, and and you're sitting here going, oh whatever, you know it, it doesn't matter because it's all fake. It's just fake. Fuck you. Yeah. Okay. Like you, you, <laughs> just because you. You can't take a tragedy like that and spin it to fit into your narrative and not expect people to tell you to go jump off a fucking bridge. Right. Like it's it's I he got shut down real quick at that Sandy Hook. Like he just stopped talking about it. Yeah. Pretty quick because but, it was ridiculous. But because of him you have these these people that spawn off that the one that I found today that I, I showed Adam was uh, Lisa Haven who is just a complete nut job. Um, oh my god, this chick is fucking special. So she, she she's an ultra about, form of special. She's this the video that I watched was uh, and Steve sent this to me was that the solar eclipse that we're about to have um, here in the United States uh, is is a sign from God that we are entering dark times, which is why um, we're gonna fall under darkness. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all. God don't need to be that damn literal if he, if he does exist. Uh, he's not He's not a magician, you know. <laughs> Second of all, this eclipse was going to happen no matter what. Right. No matter if the humanity was here. As soon as the, the solar system formed and settled into its current state, this this solar eclipse was destined to happen. And, and it's nothing to fucking do with anything. i got to pull up that YouTube video because – I gotta find that title. That title that she used was just so. It was so clickbait. It was so clickbait too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, oh no, it was it was was, uh, dark times for America or something like that. No, but she's no the way they clever play on words, I guess. uh, Oh yeah, America is going dark and will be taken by surprise this month. The funny thing is, when I read that, I thought it was going to be a racist thing. Well, I <laughs> I got that talk about black people or something. I'm like, that's fucked up. Well, no, no, no. I thought that was going to be like something like, oh, you know, they're going to have massive blackouts or something like that. And nobody's going to know why. And then they're like, you know, and then it was like the eclipse. How are we taken by surprise? We knew this was going to happen for years. Literally everyone in the United States knows the eclipse is coming. It's not a surprise. <laughs> and nothing's going to happen. There have but, been eclipses and, before. <laughs> and, the, and the thing was, is that her argument in this whole thing was the fact that, and it's going to, you know, the people that are going to view this eclipse are going to be people that, in counties that voted for Trump. 
And I'm like, oh yeah, because if you look at the view line, and it is kind of funny. It is the, but the line that yeah. the line slants through America, and it goes above California, and then it goes straight through the Midwest, and it scoops under <laughs> New England, right. and goes through the South. I was like, I see what you did there. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's like, so that's on the predilection that no one else can see the eclipse. Right, I can see. Steve and I are going to be able to see it just it's in not, a partial form. It's yeah, not going to be a full eclipse, but we're going to get a partial eclipse. But I'm just like, that doesn't make sense. And then when the uh, people were saying, I re- was reading the comment, they go, the line's going in the wrong direction. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, doesn't it rise in the east and set in the west? I'm just well, saying. Yeah, and now this this woman is not as good at it as alex jones is but she's basically trying to take a factual event mm-hmm. and then spin it to fit her narrative and then one the only of, thing is it, she's terrible at oh it. oh god she's horrible <laughs> at it and even there were two other ones that i list i listened oh, to yeah you sent you sent me another one where it was talking about a blackout that was going to happen it was like the 24th it wasn't a blackout but they oh, they were potential they were run this they were going to run this countrywide like drill right. on how they were going to pretend that a massive blackout happened right. and how they would prepare. And and, it, ta- I'm and, and, and the I'm source like, material came from infowars.com. Of course. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm talking to Steve I'm like, "Isn't that good?" <laughs> right. Like we're supposed to be prepared for anything. Massive blackout. And she even said it in the thing, a massive blackout could happen and she listed, you know, war and all that. But then she also listed a natural disaster, you right. know, like an earthquake or something. If you're not prepared for that, I have I have issue with you. Right. Like for the government. I'm like, you should be prepared to to, to solve these issues when I, they come up. I mean, up. I understand, you know, shit like that where it's like, you know, we had like, you know, enough water to last a week, but you know what? I just got too lazy and didn't go to the store, so I just drank it. You know? Right. You know? But then the funny thing and I was thinking about it. Somebody too. put in the comments, I guess I need to get more beer then. <laughs> right. She leaves out events like this have already happened. I mean, look at New Orleans. I mean, when when the when the big storm hit, there were Katrina, a massive blackout. Yeah, you know, so it, we have to be prepared for these things. And the reason New Orleans happens because we wasn't fucking prepared. Right, they didn't fix the damn levees. You know, so it's this woman's an idiot. People yeah. like this frustrate me because and, I know they're lying to me. Yeah, like I know they're trying to trick me into something, and I know that they trick a lot of easily impressionable people. And, and I told Adam too. I told Adam, I go, you know, I should do this. The problem is I can't get my head that far up my own ass to do it. <laughs> the know. logistics of it alone. The, the, yeah, the logistics yeah. of it. I mean, I'm not like, you know, I'm not like a Bannon who can suck his own dick. You know, I can't right. do that. You know, and if I did, I could never, I would never could, leave the house. We wouldn't be recording this podcast. <laughs> exactly. I, I wouldn't leave the house. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so. All right, so we should wrap this up because we're we're running really long on this one. Um, Basically, Alex Jones is a charlatan. Yeah. If you if you believe everything he says like it's gospel, you are part of the problem. Yeah. Critical thinking, guys. Try it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and you can't listen to everything that they say on the air because and and there is never and my problem with a lot of this and this is the last thing I'm going to say is any grand conspiracy. Good luck keeping it a secret. Oh, yeah. You can't keep it a secret because there's always somebody willing to talk. And you're going to tell me that every all these major situations, all these huge things, which requires hundreds and hundreds of people are going to be able to keep a secret. You're not going to tell me that one douchebag doesn't have a conscience or is like, oh, I'm going to tell this to somebody because I'm going to be famous for a day. 
you're, right. you're going to tell me that's not going to happen? They're either going to do it for selfish reasons or they're going to do it for guilt reasons. Either way, gonna somebody's going to find out. Exactly. Yeah. Snitches, so. bro. They're everywhere. <laughs> exactly. That's the command line of the human body. You know, that we, we, we're we just gossip in general. People yeah. just love to gossip. Yeah, because if somebody took part in that, you're going to have that one dude like, yeah, you have no idea, dude. I it's did like, this listen, shit. I'll, I, just, I'll just tell you. But don't tell anyone. Right. But everyone has that one person they tell everything to. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to you're gonna have that. And it's always because they're going to try to get pussy or cock, whichever, yeah. which way you roll. You know, I swear, you... w- women know all the secrets of the fucking universe. <laughs> exactly. Because they get told it so they can get that fucking ding-a-ling. Yeah. <laughs> no, all but, right. So. Yeah, let's, we'll leave that, we'll, we'll leave that alone. Just, yeah. you know. Yeah. So uh, we already knew this episode was going to be kind of long. We kind of warned you in the beginning. So if you have to listen to it at two points, that's cool. <laughs> um, so lastly, douchebags of the week. So <laughs> talk about um, when we talk about those people that protest, the white entitled people. Yeah, this one kind of follows the same suit. So um, the former Google engineer, uh, James Damore, who was fired for distributing a memo suggesting women are bi- not biologically suited for certain types of work, is now branding himself a brave truth teller. In what ha- appears to be his his new Twitter account, Damore can be seen wearing a shirt with the word Gulag, obviously a play on Google. This comes from The Verge, by the way. That means that to suggest the Silicon Valley Research Company is something like an infamous Soviet camp where prisoners were worked and starved to death as part of one of the 20th century's worst genocides. Google, which provides meal, free meals, massages, uh, fitness classes at its Mountain View um, uh, California headquarters, pays engineers like Demore a typical salary of 162 thousand dollars according to glassdoor not including extra compensation like health care benefits retirement savings and equity the company also offers its employees training opportunities including volunteer sessions on subjects like diversity and unconscious bias you know like a gulag <laughs> does he know what a gulag is i don't think he does yeah and, you know, and, I just want to say how bitter he is. Oh, he's so bitter. She, she's just not into you anymore. You really yeah. need to let it go. I know. It's kind of like, dude, you know. And, you know, and it's funny because he's trying to try. Like, he's also, he has no regrets from what I heard about writing the memo. And then blaming Gulag for their non, um, he's trying, I think he's going to attempt to sue Google because it's firing him for no reason. Good and, luck. And, and the fact that, like, okay. You wrote this memo and they fired you because you were just speaking the truth is what you're claiming at. One, you're he you're just looking at his picture. The link is in the show notes. He looks like a young, unintelligent douchebag, uh, entitled asshole. And I'm like, and, you know, and it's the type of person that will use like working there is like working at a concentration camp. It's like, dude, no, it's not. You know, you said, oh, Google, it's like working in a gulag. No, it's not. <laughs> It really isn't. And you're going to have you're going to be hard pressed to find anybody that's going to sympathize with you at all. All you're bitter about is losing that, you know, six digit income. Like and opening your mouth in the first place. Not to mention you can get fired for anything. Yeah, it's, like, it's California is an at will and an at will employment state. Right. A company doesn't have to give you a fucking reason. Not to mention writing something like that. In California, oh, you'd be your term immediately. Yeah, well, it's defamation of character. Yeah, 
Well, not and not only that's sexual harassment. You know, right. it's a, it's a sexist. So it's it's a, um, what is it called? A um, uh, ah fuck, I lost the terminology for it. But yeah, it it's sexist. It's um, and it's uh, yeah, derogatory towards women. So yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. And not to mention, it's just an asinine thought anyway. <laughs> you know, right. Like, we all know that Google's known as one of the greatest places to work. I mean, and I know this isn't exactly scientifically accurate, but if <laughs> just look at the kind of people that work at Google. Right. Like, watch one of their, their little, they have, like, almost like TED Talks sometimes. And, like, the person interviewing is, like, a bald chick with a fucking mohawk. Like, right. <laughs> they're all liberals. And liberals wouldn't sit there and... and take what he says a soviet forced labor <laughs> style of work right you know so it's it's ridiculous dude he she broke up with you dude just yeah just get, it, just get it over man go to a strip club that's all you need to do fuck. go to a strip club or work it. at yahoo or something <laughs> oh. anyway this one is fucking oh man this one was fucking great an east texas man had to be Texas. Had to be Texas. Was wounded after he fired a gun at an armadillo in his yacht, and the bullet ricocheted back and hit him in the face. <laughs> the county sheriff said on Friday, Cass County Sheriff Larry that armadillo Rowe, was a Terminator. <laughs> that armadillo was a plan. Said the man who was not identified uh, went outside his home in Maretta, uh, southwest of Texas. Kana, Jesus, at around <laughs> 3 a.m. Nothing good ever happens at 3 a.m., ladies mm -mm. and gentlemen. Please. No On decision Thursday should morning, be made after 2 a.m. So Exactly. <laughs> he spotted the armadillo on his property and opened fire. Quote, his wife was in the house. He went outside and took his 38 revolver and shot three times at the armadillo, Rose said. The animal's hard shell deflected at least one of three bullets, which then struck the man's <laughs> jaw. <laughs> the man was airlifted to a nearby hospital where his jaw was wired shut, according to Roe. That's fine. A man like this probably has nothing smart to say. Right. The status of the animal is unknown. Um, we didn't <laughs> find the armadillo, the sheriff said. Um, yeah, the armadillo. The armadillo's on the run. <laughs> we, I've actually read about that. Like, the armadillo shell, like, you could stomp on that fucking thing, and it would be fine. Well, like, you, know it's, what, it's, you know what they didn't tell you in the article was the armadillo then stood up, looked at the dude, and go, what? That all you got? That's, that's what you bring in? <laughs> and then the armadillo brought out his own little gat. Right. Because that's, that's, that, that was what really shot him. It wasn't the bullet ricocheting it was the, the the armadillo took a shot That's at the right. dude. <laughs> armadillo is from the streets motherfucker <laughs> anyway that's how we roll here motherfucker <laughs> let's wrap it let's wrap this up before we all fall asleep right uh, so that's that's it for the episode please rate and review the show on itunes which helps us out a lot uh if you want to listen to any of our old episodes you can catch them on stitcher itunes iHeartRadio, radio um also on the uh google play Oh, yeah, Google Podcast thing. Yeah, Google Play Music. I'll have music to add and... that. <laughs> Play music, yeah. Um, as well as our website, thelazygeeks.com. Uh, if you want to suggest stories for the show, you can share them on our Facebook page. We are on social media, other social medias as well, Twitter and Instagram, uh, both under the name The Lazy Geeks, all one word. Uh, we, went, we want some feedback on anything, negative, positive, how much you hate Alex Jones, whatever. Um, <laughs> drop by the site, thelazygeeks.com, or send it to our mailbag at thegeeks at thelazygeeks.com. Okay, and you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle-aged geek. 
Instagram, middle-aged underscore geek, or you can check out my other podcast, the Extended Play Movie Podcast, as well as my blog over there at themiddleagegeek.com. Uh, also, this weekend, I started a uh, Middle Age Geek uh, fan page uh, where I will be posting my musings as well as our podcast and any other stuff that, you know, that tickles me pink on the um, on the uh, on the over there on uh, Facebook. So it's facebook.com slash the middle age geek. So be sure to uh, like us and follow and follow me over there. And you can find me on Twitter at sapient TLG and also at my blog, the outnumbered dad blog dot wordpress.com because oh. I ain't, I ain't quite as official <laughs> as Steve is yet. Yeah. I forgot to mention that too. I, also, I have my own personal blog, which is just me talking about non-geek related stuff because you know as with the alex jones stuff i do have opinions of my own and i do have them on there and it's stephenlvargas.com and this week on the uh the extended play movie podcast we're continuing our our, our um, run on uh, sequels that are better than the original and this week we are hitting the empire strikes back so yes. be sure to tune in on that one so that is it for us. Uh, be sure to tune in on Friday for our Cheap Seats podcast, where we will be discussing the first movie in the DC Cinematic Universe, Man of Steel, and not the... Although you probably will hear that on that show. <laughs> That'll You'll hear that as our motivation to pump up, in the, um, pump up when we begin the show. That's right. Right. So that is it for us this week. So until next time, peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.